Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. We're back from the dead. Yes, and I think we have some new listeners who have joined the podcast. Oh my gosh. That's exciting. It's very exciting. Recently, we had, um, I had a little Degrassi tweet go viral, and I went ahead and I plugged the pod, and then I noticed in our um, little, our stats, some new numbers showed up, and I was like, hello, look at us. Welcome. Don't want to brag, but the tweet ended up on Nylon Mag on their Instagram, and (laughs) um, Cassie Steele, uh, Andrea Lewis, Christina Schmidt, um, all the girlies liked it. Stacey hey. Barber. So I know y'all listening. Hey, girlies. Hey, girlies. We love to have you on the pod. We we're you know we're we're rooting for the underdog of Degrassi always when it comes to screen time. So like hit us up. Yes, hit us up. Yes, especially Christina Schmidt and Andrea Lewis, yes. who I feel like we stand. I mean, Christina Christina Schmidt. We're gonna talk about today, girl. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the elephant in the room. I know we're gonna have to talk about it but before we do it. Shall we reintroduce ourselves? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and cut that out. We can just introduce ourselves. Oh, no. We could have just kept going. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Hi. Um, this is the Everybody Wants Something pod. I'm Sonique. This is my wonderful best friend and co-host, Lauren. And for the past almost two years, almost we always three, miss our anniversary. Like. Yeah, we always miss our anniversary. <laughs> Also, we missed last episode was our 100th episode as well. It was. It was our 100th. <laughs> we're, we're totally on top of this. We're like, yeah, we're definitely on top of this. Um, but yeah, we decided to start a Degrassi podcast because we loved Degrassi when we were teenagers. And mm. we've been uh, going through every episode ever, starting from Degrassi Junior High all the way to next class. Looks like we're going to be having a new batch of episodes because HBO Max just announced that they're bringing Degrassi <sighs> back. Holy so shit. we're here with you indefinitely. Indefinitely, <laughs> like we won't, we're never going away. Yes, for anyone that is mm-hmm. not, because I, I think part of me is like, like I had several people in my actual life message me being like, oh my gosh, did you hear that Degrassi's coming back? And I was like, yes, this is like a week ago. Like, why are you so late to the game? <laughs> and I forget that not everyone's like, you know, like in the Degrassi sphere of fandom. So yes, for anyone mm-hmm. that doesn't know, HBO Max streaming has announced that they're having a reboot of a newer generation of Degrassi coming out in 2023. HBO Max. So that means... Huge deal. Some money behind it. Yes, I'm very excited because there will be a bigger budget. The only thing I'm worried about is because now apparently all the episodes are going to be put on HBO Max. So I worry that... All of the freebies on YouTube might be going away. I'm, oh, shit. I feel I like I, I don't want to say that as definitive because I am not an <laughs> HBO Max insider. Right, right, but right. I feel like because it's being acquired by HBO, it probably won't yeah. be there anymore. So hmm. HBO Max sponsor us, so that maybe Let we can give know. our listeners a little um, a little Incentive. code, yeah. maybe so they can they can get a little discount because they will be watching. Um, but yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Um, you can follow us on social media at EWSPod on Instagram. We post a lot about any updates on the show. We have little stories. We like to interact with you guys because 
you love to reach out to us and dm us which is always so great we get to read them yeah like that's the best way to reach out to us kind of directly Mm -hmm. either through dm or through a comment on our post um we love to give you shout outs on the podcast as well as hear your feedback on the episode we're recapping or any we got lots of dms from you guys this week um about the news about degrassi coming Mm -hmm. back and so we'd love to hear your thoughts i feel like well how do you feel sonique my kind of i don't know how i'm feeling yet about the reboot how are you feeling overall so i feel i mean degrassi is reboots it's, it's exactly. we're not even reboots. It's it's just a continuation of the story. Like it's mm-hmm. what it's always been. It was very funny being on Twitter when it happened because people were like, oh man, why do they have to like reboot everything? I'm like, the grassy has. I think a lot of people don't are, yeah. still don't know that like Next Generation literally was a, a reboot of yeah. the older ones, next and so class, it was Next Class. So Degrassi, it's like, all of it was yeah. Reboots. So it is. It's part of Degrassi canon to kind of continue on with new generations and new cohorts. So mm. I'm not upset about that because I'm yeah. like, that's just the show. It's always been that way. I think I, my concern is that they're going to go the Euphoria route, mm-hmm. but then again, Euphoria is also on HBO Max, so I feel like it would be kind of silly of them to create just another show that basically is the, the show they already have i'm hoping that they're able to i think something that something i don't like about later degrassi next class and just later seasons of next generation is that they started to the show starts to feel too much like an american show mm-hmm. and like i think it kind of lost the heart that degrassi always had which is like the fact that they cast young actors that even with like the low budget, it kind of added to like the realism of it because like the characters would wear the same clothes. They would like right. it felt very like, more authentic. I worry that with the extra money, it's going to become something like not Degrassi. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping they actually kind of just go back to basics and just bring us just a straight form teen show that actually is for teens that like mm-hmm. is is not over the top like a euphoria where it's like teenagers aren't technically supposed to be able to watch this like they still watch it but you know they're not really supposed to i'm hoping it's a little bit less racy but still pushing the envelope the way degrassi did yes i agree if that makes sense i think what i'm hoping for degrassi as well is that like it's it's not pushing to be something that it's not but yeah um kind of still sticking true to things um but I also think that I think with watching Euphoria, it's Euphoria. I think is is telling a story of a newer generation, but mm-hmm. it's also not a fully accurate, realistic story <laughs> for like for yeah. like normal teenagers. And so right. I feel like I feel like we've talked about this before. How like. Degrassi, when it comes to teen content, has kind of always been the approach of like, okay, this is an actual relatable story, actual, like, obviously, there's topics in Euphoria that are dealt with for teens everywhere. But I think when it comes to like, Degrassi was different than 90210. Degrassi was different than Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was the more relatable kind of like, we're telling your actual stories um, in a dramatized version. And so I'm hoping for that because I think, (laughs) I think for a lot of like, from what I was hearing, especially with like when Euphoria first came out, people were like, Oh my gosh. Like all like the like millennials were like, this new generation is so crazy. Like it's so different. And it is, but but then then Gen Z even, 
but the thing is even gen z was like we're not like this like it was like mm-hmm. i think there's this um the issue with euphoria for me and i think it's an entertaining show and i don't think every show has to be like the most realistic thing ever oh, it's no. television like it's okay for it to be like heightened i think the problem with it though is that like it's just hard to relate to the characters not because of the things they get into but because they like they just don't behave like actual like teenagers because even teenagers like uh, who are like a little more experienced who are having sex who are doing drugs they still have limitations they're still like there's parents there's things that are kind mm-hmm. of restricting their behavior in ways that they have to be sneaky they have to like finagle a yeah, system no whereas rules. this show is like there's still is, there's no rules and i, I think what i like about degrassi is that like there are like limitations like the mm-hmm. kids got into shit but there were still like parents they were still like school like they had to do school <laughs> i forgot so, euphoria like, never we went see, to school euphoria we never like they're in school we never actually see them doing like like degrassi has episodes where it's like oh it's finals and like there's something and, and it's there's something happening in relation to it whereas euphoria it's literally like it's become a meme now but like the kids like never have backpacks they're just like <laughs> they show up dressed any kind I, of way but- like I mean, I, I fucking love, I mean, like, I live, <laughs> laugh, love teen content. Like, I'm uh-huh. fascinated about it. And I, I mean, we love watching teens, like, getting, like, fucked up. And, like, how, like, Euphoria is just the entire show about house parties and, like, doing all the terrible dark things. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. give it into my veins, like, please. <laughs> and, but it's, um, but I'm also, like, loving the memes. And, like, the, I saw several TikToks where it was, like, one I saw that was like, um, you're the you're the one girl at Euphoria High School that can't do eye makeup. <laughs> Someone's like <laughs> desperately trying to do like an eye liner design and then just like really like fucked up. And <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then I saw another one. It was like, um, it was like me before watching Euphoria interacting with my friends and me after Euphoria and like after Euphoria, like everyone is a complete bitch and like like is not kind to anyone like fucks everyone over like yeah <laughs> what is the best yeah, that's friend the other thing that's weird about the show is i'm always confused with like the friendships because they don't seem like they're fr- like like the, the the one like was it the finale of season one where they're all sitting together at the dance and i'm like you guys all hang out it was like right. it was like um what are their i don't even know the names i, I know them by the actors so, like zendaya and 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 like hunter schaefer was like hanging out with maddie and them and i was like mm-hmm. oh you guys are all buddy like have we seen you guys hang out? I was very confused. <laughs> like, y'all are friends? Yeah. Like, Maddie suddenly seemed worried. She's like, oh, my God. Like, Rue, you almost died. And I'm like, wait, did you care that she died? Like, I didn't, I didn't know y'all were friends. I thought that y'all, like, kind of knew each other. It was weird. The whole show is just – it's a hot mess, but I love it. It's fun. It's it's like – It's so much it's, fun. It's, it's a so fun dark show. And wonderful. But it's so dark. All that to say is that, hey, if you are more of a, a you know – a basic bitch like us watch Degrassi <laughs> like, you're like I need to see me like I need I want to see I myself represented um, I need Degrassi some Tobys in the you. mix you know like, we, need some to- we need some liberties in the mix we need like some like, <laughs> even, even the fucking nerds are getting getting dicked down and that's that's <laughs> That was it's like, not come my on, experience. Come on, come on. Like, we need, we need some virgins in the show. Um, so, yeah, watch Degrassi, which as of right now is totally available on YouTube um, mm. for free. So you can watch all of it there and watch along with us. We'll be back after a quick break. Shout out that we want to give to we- the people. 
sure do. So I just want to give a general shout out to all all the people that like have been sticking through. I know like our last episode we had a guest, so we weren't able to give any shout outs, but I've been saving these DMs. Don't worry. Um, So we got a really um, sweet DM from C-S-I-E. I don't know how to pronounce your name, but... They said, hey, y'all, longtime listener, first time messenger. I died when I heard y'all talking about Vanessa Carlton and Michelle Branch, <laughs> which I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. They think the last two episodes you you've chosen both of them for a song. Yes. Our raven haired beauties who have gone away. I don't know. They're like ghosts now. <laughs> so um, they were saying because I literally said this a few months ago and found this video of her talking about a thousand miles and she has some unfortunate turf bangs which i don't know what turf bangs are oh they're like the little wispy bangs oh like they kind of stick out no kind of there's like the short like um like the bangs you know um that chest and scream too no um no you don't get the reference it's just like a little it's just like little short bangs that like turfs like to wear got it yeah um so they sent us a link and she also said she's also super stingy about letting people sample a thousand miles, but she randomly gave it to these dudes from Florida who dr- who bragged about murder over her track. And I cannot stop listening and laughing to this damn song. The link is also <laughs> shared as well. So thank you so much for oh, doing no. that deep dive for us. Thank you. Um, but they said, happy new year. And as a fellow black millennial broomhead, I appreciate y'all. So thank you so much. That was a lovely message. So nice. Um, okay. So we got a message from Marie Alice who, um, gave us, they, uh, reminded us about, so last week we did the abortion double episode with Justine, um, from the shore store pod. And, um, she had reminded us, Mary Alice, um, reminded us about, uh, Maud, the OG yes. abortion episode, Maud. I read this one. We didn't mention it. I think, or we might've mentioned Maud a long time ago. Yeah, I think so. But that was a thing. Uh-huh. Yes. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, Maud is a, the, the, what's the, I, um, Dorothy from Golden Girls, the actress also be played. Arthur. Yes, be Arthur. And um, then there's Maud. Sorry. <laughs> I like the <laughs> Um Yes, that was maybe that was like in the late seventies, early eighties, maybe? It was like the late seventies, yeah. Yeah. And she there was an abortion episode and she got the abortion um mm-hmm. in the episode. And of course, uh that was tackled in an episode and at the time it was very, very controversial um because she ended up having the abortion. Um and I just totally forgot about that. And mm-hmm. we got it. Same. Shout out to Maud. I love our listeners because they always um they always catch us when we when we miss something. And I'm just like, yeah. Yes. They catch us when but we But not fall. in like a cunty way, in like a yes. Hey guys, you probably forgot about this. And I'm like, Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Thank we you have so the much. Best, the best listeners. The best um listeners. another listener sent us a BuzzFeed quiz, which is truly a throwback. When's the last time you did a BuzzFeed quiz? I do not remember. Um, But they sent us a BuzzFeed quiz because obviously with each week we choose our songs for each episode. And they sent us a BuzzFeed quiz about the 
uh, 40 question 90s, early 2000s singers and band quiz. Um, and they messaged us. It was Caroline. She said, I thought you'd enjoy this. I got some right purely because they were mentioned on the pod. So we're doing the Aww. Lord's work. We are. Yes. Um, I think we should be funded by the governor, government, not the governor. I mean, because like, I think that we're like, we're bringing like, it kind of like a cultural, like subsidized culture, like grant, yes. like a PBS. Yes. I think we're doing something like serious public works. I mean, dare I say NPR? I don't know. I think so. I think we need, I think we deserve those funds. Met- I can talk like an NPR host if I wanted to. Welcome to Everybody Wants Something. <laughs> that's my npr voice i mean everybody who works at npr sounds like they just took like a benzo i'm like i mean that's why they're so relaxed let's be honest you're right (laughs) okay roof (laughs) come on come through come through roof um and our last shout out is to um cj they messaged us um, when we had posted about this week's episode recovering this week with um terry and rick and there's a point i think when they're at the movie theater um Mm -hmm. marco and ellie and sean and everybody and they message us saying oh did you guys see the yik appearance and i said i didn't um and they said pretty sure he was on or in the action movie poster that they briefly show when sean and company (laughs) arrive at the movie theater so Uh I did not see it, but I think I might have to go check that out and see for myself. If we it love was a yik you moment. We love a yik. This is a yik you stand podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, this is the yik podcast. Oh, yeah. All things yik. All well, things thank yik you. all the time. Thank you guys That's, so much for yeah. reaching out. Like we said, you can continue to do so on EWS pod on Instagram, and we will give you a little shout out. Yeah. We love to interact. But um, shall we get into these two episodes? Let's get into it. All right. Starting off with season three, episode 16, Take On Me. Ugh, I hate this episode. Um, synopsis. It's utterly terrible. It's a terrible episode. <clears throat> in, the, in this homage to The Breakfast Club, Hazel, Ellie, Jimmy, Toby, and Sean are stuck in Mr. Radich's Saturday detention block. And despite being in different cliques, they begin to bond. Ugh. I hate this episode because they're... Like, I get it. Degrassi loves to give its, like, shout out to the 80s because that's, like, where it started. But um, as someone who loved The Breakfast Club, Lauren, you love The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a really, like, poor man's attempt at, like, doing The Breakfast Club. And it's, like, we don't need this. It's giving almost <laughs> – at one point I was, like, is this – oh, what did they call it? It's, like, uh, a scary movie where, like, they would, like, parody <laughs> – they parody movie. Not another teen movie. Be basically this, not another teen movie. <laughs> this is getting not another teen movie, but like they're trying. They're trying to make a, but an it's actual like, episode. But, but honestly, but it's not even trying. It's like you have to commit. If you're going to do it, like just go all out. Otherwise, it just it's a half-hearted attempt. Exactly. Like not another teen movie works because it's so like. Like over the top over the top that it's funny like oh let's just literally do the scene with bender and the principal almost yes. word for word let's just do it like just, and that's why i feel like they should just done it but um in our cold open ellie shows up at degrassi you know it's like the kind of parallel to the opening scene in beck breakfast club when everyone starts showing up to the school ellie shows up at degrassi and she's noticeably like snapping a band on her wrist um 
they they go into the cafeteria and Radich comes in to welcome them to their Saturday detention. And he's literally wearing the same like leisure suit as the principal from the Breakfast Club. Yes. <laughs> like <to laughs> which works which works when considering the Breakfast Club came out in what, eighty four? So it's eighty five. So it's believable that the principal would just have an old leisure leisure suit leisure suit from ten years ago that he wears occasionally on the weekends. Radich wearing it in two thousand three, two thousand four is really weird. But he's like he walks in and he like we got Hazel, Jimmy, Toby, Ellie, and Sean are all there for um, detention, and it's just like a really bad impression of like he tries to do like he doesn't do the whole bull with the horns thing, but he does another like hand thing that's just like this is so stupid. <laughs> Like, I, if, at some point, I'm like, is this not copyright infringement? Like, I feel like half of the script is just, especially this opening scene, is almost the exact same scene from Breakfast Club. Like, I think it falls under fair use. <sighs> damn it. Unfortunately. Damn it's a one time it. where I feel like fair use should not apply. They should be all jailed. <laughs> exactly. You need to go to jail. <laughs> to the gulag, all of you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so... Um, in our first scene, Sean is, like, throwing a tennis ball against the wall, and he manages to, like, break the ceiling. And they're all like, oh, man, Sean. Like, and we have – everyone is playing is an XP of the original Breakfast Club mm-hmm. group, right? So Sean is Bender. Ellie is uh, the weird girl. Yeah, Hazel girl, is yeah. yeah, Hazel is Claire. Jimmy is Sporto. And Toby <laughs> is Brian. Yeah. Um, but the, the the romantic configurations are are – changed around thankfully because it makes more sense this time this way yeah if they did it the other way um but like you know they're trying to fix the the ceiling and we know that ellie has something in her bag that she doesn't want anyone to see she's like hiding it and being very like cagey and weird which in my mind i my first thought was like oh i forgot the plot of this i thought like it was because she had like you remember in in the the, her cutting episode she had that like binder and it had like like some of the stuff she used Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that that she was like, was like oh she's still cutting and she was like hiding it or something but it wasn't unfortunately I, well actually fortunately it wasn't that but unfortunately she also <laughs> did something shitty and shady that would have um, made for a better episode honestly <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> so we get a quick clip of like Radich getting water from the water it's just a breakfast club he's, and he's doing a little dance in the hall it's just like <laughs> oh I hate this <laughs> It's so the cringe. Thing, like ugh. it's completely cringe because everybody this episode is nothing's on brand at all. No. None um, of them are being themselves. Not at all. It's like compl- it's the worst kind of throwaway episode cuz it's like is I wish they would have just made this into it. They should have made it into a dream. That's what they should have mm. done. I was just thinking that. It should have been a daydream. They just literally just dress up, just go full on and just do like a breath. Because I think every show is allowed to do that one weird episode. It's kind of yeah. like the musical episode and like Buffy or something where it's like, we're just going to do something weird and it's going to be yeah. fun and you're going to love it. They should have just done that. And it would be like, oh, the weird episode where like Ellie has a dream and it's like, <laughs> or actually, yeah. it's Terry's coma. Oh <laughs> my God. They should have done that. Like give Terry that at the very least. Come right, on. like just do a fan, a weird fantasy episode. I think, I think Degrassi's earned it. You can just do like a weird thing, yeah, and then it's fine. Like I, I don't think anyone would really blame them yeah, for the, going the, that route. The episode didn't commit fully. Like they're like, mm, right, I'm gonna kind of do the activity, but I'm not gonna f- go full in. It's like you got to commit. 
Like, either yeah. commit or do something different because this is not working. It's not working. It's not funny. Um, back in the cafeteria, um, so they're they're fixing the 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 thing. And, oh, hijinks ensue because they're like stacked up and whoa, we go falling. And it's like, <laughs> what is the fuck is happening? <laughs> they all fall down. And Ellie like extends a hand to help Sean up. So now like, oh, okay, like we got some sparks going. Which, mm-hmm. to be honest, I I do like the Ellie Sean thing. I think there's it's an interesting like like yeah. a romantic thing that i'm like okay I, i'm on board sure they should date why not um raditz shows up and he sees all this so he's like he separates them because he's like these kids are being you're being a mess mm-hmm. um so they're all sit they're still in the cafeteria but they're all like kind of separated throughout and ellie's taking notes on detention why you'll find out soon um hazel is like i have to get out of here you know she's doing the claire thing like i have like things to do i have social engagements which Mm. makes sense for hazel because she is a popular girl so like yeah yeah, she's got shit to do i'm like come on but sean makes fun of her and it's like oh you're like hazel you're Paige's sidekick which is a little bit too close to home because she is (laughs) listen sean was reading her he's like listen (laughs) i know exactly who you are i still think (laughs) that school but like i know things as well okay yeah yeah, he's like, oh, you got shit to do, what? Lick Paige's boots, bitch. <laughs> and she was like, uh, I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock, okay? <laughs> it's time for Paige's boot licking. She gets mad I'm late. Um, <laughs> so Sean is in detention for eight weeks for, quote unquote, antisocial behavior. And again, it's weird because, like, Sean is the bad kid and he's supposed to be Bender. But Sean isn't like Bender. Bender is like mm-hmm. a charismatic, shitty person where like he would be like, you know, talking shit and just being like real like cool about it. Sean is just kind of quiet and bad. Like I think he would just not be speaking the whole time and just exactly. waiting to leave. You know, it's like it's very weird that he's like putting his feet up on the da- table and be like, well, 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 what's why are you here? Come on, tell it. It's like you're not Bender. <laughs> <laughs> this is not you. Yeah, I just uh, I I wish I could have <clears throat> could interview all the um all the actors being like, what was your direction for this episode? <laughs> like, did you do something on brand for your character? And then the director was like, uh, give us. They're like made them watch Breakfast Club and like we need this. You just need to emulate this, okay? Just be do this. We're just gonna mm-hmm. copy this. Um, <laughs> so Ellie, so Ellie skipped class, and that's why she's in. And of course, Jimmy and Toby are in because of their botch hacking hijinks, which I never covered last episode. It was my job to do, and I just <laughs> didn't talk about the B plot. There, but they wanted to go to a concert, and then Jimmy mm-hmm. was failing, so then Toby tried to change his grade, and he got caught. Whatever, who cares? But that's why they're in yeah. detention. And yeah. but Hazel won't tell them why she's in. And they're, like, trying to push her to tell. But Sean also notices that Ellie is, like, doing the rubber band thing. So it's like, what's that about? What's your story? Ooh. (laughs) What's your story, mystery girl? Like. (laughs) She wears all black. What's your story, goth girl? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cut to Radich working out to some knockoff disco song that's called Pretty Girls. Um, Hazel sees him in the gym. She's on her way to the bathroom. I guess the only bathroom in the school is the one in the gym. Like, Okay, she's going there, and he's like doing. It's so. It's just like weird. this episode is truly bizarre. He's like, it's a Swiss ball from Switzerland, and she thinks it's funny, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, like <laughs> I'm uncomfortable actually. I mean, but like, I guess he, Radish is trying to get his body tight again because he's gonna get back into porn. Listen, he pulled out his his. Oh, what was the what was the name of the of the 
the porn film we came up with that Tyrell made the cover art for. Tyrell said it was it was um, swamp sex robots. Yes, no. Then um, (laughs) okay, okay. I just pulled it up from the makers of Swamp Sex Robots comes a film (laughs) so hot it'll fry your eyeballs. Ebony and Ivory Three Ghetto Blasters. <laughs> right, because ghetto. We said ghetto. Bla- the ghetto blaster sounded like a a porn name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Starring Mr. Rad- Radich and Vivica A. Cox with three X's. <laughs> so, this is why this- you should follow us on Instagram because <laughs> Tyrell be drawing us on crazy shit. <laughs> yes. Tyrell does our bidding. We just <laughs> tell them to just draw something and yes. they deliver. An icon. Oh, I forgot. That was so great. Uh, I really, I'm really partial to the craft. Oh yeah. Oh, that craft. <laughs> Chef's really kiss. Chef's that was really kiss. good. Uh, <laughs> um. So, Azel apparently can do a radish impression. We don't see it though, because they're talking about her doing it. But she's, I'm like, I wish she'd let her do it. I want to see it. Like, I know. Give, give her something to do. Right. But they're bored. So like, let's play with Truth or Dare, right? And everyone picks truth because they're a bunch of pussies. And Ellie asks um, Hazel why she was in detention. And Hazel's like, no, I want to dare instead. And I was like, Hazel, what the fuck were you doing? What would you do? Hazel's me at a sleepover. Yeah, but you wouldn't pick a dare, though. you pick truth. I'd be like, <laughs> I, but then, but what if I get a truth question that I don't want to answer? A truth is always better than a dare. That's true. That's true. What was like the worst, like the worst truth or dare question that you could imagine from like a sleepover? Either that actually happened. Or dare. That or like the one that you would like dread getting, either a dare or a truth. Mm. I think a dare that I would have hated is if like anything like nudity related. Yeah, I think that was always the one I was afraid of, like something like, "Oh, I have to streak like through my backyard or something." Like I was always like nervous that like it'd be something like that, but it never was. It always was like, "I dare you to call someone." It was like stupid, but like yeah. I was always afraid, like aware, like, afraid that like that's what they're gonna make me do, and they'd lock yeah. me out, and I'm just naked oh, outside. God, the, yes, yeah. Um, I feel like mine. I mean, I was always terrified of a truth being like, "So who do you like at school?" And I'd be like. Mm. <laughs> I can't reveal my secrets. What if someone tells them and then I, then it's known that I like them, that it's eternally awkward for the rest of my life. Um, so I'd be like, oh, I don't like, I don't like anyone at school. I don't really like, <laughs> that's what that was always funny. Which is like never true. People, whenever people not. said that, I'm like, you're lying. Everyone had a crush. Yeah, we were lying. Yeah. We're literally all in, we're like 15 year old, 15 year olds in heat. Like we all have a crush. <laughs> exactly. Um, and my, I, I would have to agree the, Dare would always be like the one I was scared of would be like, I remember having dares that sometimes it would be like, you would have to go, go upstairs and do something. So, and like, it was always like, you would have to go like, okay, you have to go upstairs and like, um, like get a drink of water or like, <laughs> but like, it would be like, it would be like, everyone's asleep in the house. So like, you have to get a cup of water with ice. Um, or like, or like, if you're if the parents are upstairs, like if the families are still upstairs, then you have to like go do something in the kitchen, and then you have to like, <laughs> or be like, or if everyone's asleep, you'd have to go like streaking upstairs, and I'm like, that's terrifying. 
Yeah. Or like if someone had a brother or something. Cause I know, I think there was a dare once at my, at a sleepover I went to and the person was a twin and they had a twin brother. So it was like, oh, oh. I dare you go upstairs to so and so and be like, I like you or like, or do something like that. Like, like, <laughs> that, go, that's go, social go harass her brother. <laughs> Not a twin brother, the same age, the same class. Yeah. It was our, our classmate, <laughs> our classmate oh, who just happened. Oh, no. I remember being very excited about that sleepover. I was like, oh my God, there's like a boy. Oh yeah, our age in the house. Anything <laughs> in, that happened in the house? Oh my gosh, nothing. I happened. mean, the, <laughs> I remember the thing that I always loved about your sleepover, Sonique, is that you lived in like a neighborhood with like everybody that we went to school with was also in the neighborhood. So in my mind, they were just like a room away. <laughs> like anything could happen. <laughs> anything can happen. We should walk to the basketball courts, girls. <laughs> Come on, girls. Um, so- <laughs> It's the, spoiler alert, Sadiq and I were not talking to any boys at our sleepovers. No, we so. weren't because we were fucking scared. <laughs> Super scared. Yeah, I was – if I was anyone on Euphoria, I'm fucking Lexi in that recent episode where she talks about, like, the history of Christmas at a party. I'm like, that's, that's me. me. That's, that's me. me. Still do it. <laughs> and you, like – and you're starting to, like, talk to, like, the, like, bad – you're, like – you, like, start having a crush on the bad boy and you're, like, are we about to kiss? <laughs> Yeah, then you watch him almost kill somebody, and you're like, uh, never mind. But then you're like, you're like, well, maybe this is like we're opposites attract because you're a teenager, you don't realize like that, like this is extremely unhealthy. Of course not. No, of course not. He told me I was the most interesting girl at the party. <sighs> Thought I'd die. Um. So, uh. So okay. So Jimmy dares Halo to kiss Toby on the lips, and they play this weird, like, sexy version of of whatever it takes. Dun, dun, dun. It's like very weird, and she like kisses Toby. He's like rock right now, but um, anyway, he's like wow, You can't even do that. The glasses, the glasses are going in and out. Eyeballs springboarding out of his head. Awuga. So Snake shows up at the school and he's back from the hospital. We're happy to see. Um uh back it was a very quick clip though, because back yeah. in the cafeteria, Toby's like, I can't wait to tell JT. And Hazel's like, don't tell anyone. And they have a pseudo, like the scene where Claire admits that she won't be talking to anybody once this is over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the cuntiest moment in TV. She's like, sorry, girls, like I know y'all want to be friends, but I can be friends with you after She's this. Like, shit. I'm just being honest. Like, let's be honest. Like, we're not, like, she was calling out everybody. She's like, hun, are you seriously going to say that you're, if he says hi to you in the hallway, you're going to say hi back? No, you're going to fucking joke about him to your friends. Like, you'll say hi to him and then you're going to joke about him to your friends. And I would too. And what would you take so-and-so to your your throw-up parties? And and he's like, no, I wouldn't. (laughs) And then Claire's like, "Uh uh-huh. That. And if you said hi to me, you would say hi to me in my face, but then just tell my your friends that you're fucking me and that's why you said hi. And da, 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 da. Claire was like, listen, I'm tired of the bullshit. Yes, I'm starving. I literally only ate two bites of sushi and this is my one meal of the day. <laughs> this is how I stay so skinny. And I'm hi- hangry. I'm hangry. I'm, I'm hangry. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> I do a bump of Coke every day for school because it's the 80s. It's how I stay skinny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... But like, um, but again, it's it doesn't work because that scene is actually tense. That's a good exactly. scene of like of them just like I mean, the Breakfast Club has its problems, but it has a lot of really good tense moments, and that's one yeah. of them. But they try to do it, and it's just kind of a half ass 
like thing and yeah. then he's like so why don't are you in attention and it's kind of like the why are you a virgin thing and she admits that she was caught surfing porn and they all laugh and they're all friends now and it's like what guys you can't expedite tension i also um was very annoyed um i i i mean i guess i expect this from degrassi when having mm-hmm. to deal with andrew lewis but why did the one black female character outside of liberty who's the virgin um, why does she have to be the over-sexualized black woman that watches porn? Is it okay with it? Why? Interesting. Why? Answer me this, Degrassi <laughs> creators. Why is that? Yeah, because it was just like, they just kind of like, oh, she casually watches porn, which has never been discussed yet for a female character. Yeah. And also she's doing it at school, which is weird. Yeah. And it's just like, because mm, I was curious. Ha ha ha. Um, but anyway, now it's a part of the movie slash show and they're all buddies and they're having fun. So they're like kind of doing a dance break, like the we are not alone (laughs) dance scene, but they're in the cafeteria doing hockey. Like, it's weird. Like, yeah, we're we're friends now. And but snake busts them. But he's done with chemo and he's back. He decides he's going to pretend like he didn't see anything. Um, they start playing. Um, Hazel jumps into the game. That's when Sean goes over to Ellie and he asks her about her rubber bands. And she tells him that it's a therapy technique to stop her from cutting. Um, apparently, at this point, everyone knows that Ellie cuts, but there's a lot of rumors about her. I wish he had heard the rumors. Like, what are, like, what are people saying? I want to know. Like, Well, remember, Paige was the one that, that caught her. That's true. So, the school knows. <laughs> yeah, Paige helped her, but also was like, I'm not holding on to this piping hot tea. I got to tell Hazel. Mm-hmm. In the bathroom least- publicly, or someone else hears it and then tells everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. she was she was probably in her way maybe trying to be a little bit more careful with the information, but she was also she also wasn't really trying very hard. Paige is Paige. Yeah. And I hate I hate this because like Hazel doesn't get much screen time. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy she got it this time, but I actually wish Paige was in this episode. It would make more sense. It would make more I think it's just like the I would have actually enjoyed probably seeing the tension between Paige and Sean type more than Hazel and Sean. Mm-hmm. But that's only because we know more about Paige. We don't know anything about Hazel. So it's like Exactly. It's like um it's it it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Cuz like it sucks that we don't know much about Hazel's character and as a result we don't learn more about her because she just is less compelling. Right. If we knew more, I think I would like her in this more, but like all the other characters you know pretty well. We don't know anything about Hazel. That's true. Everyone in this show has that. Everyone in this episode has had more than one episode where, like, they were kind of the focus. Right. Where they played a bigger role. She hasn't really. So it's very random and, like, okay, like, Hazel's here. Like, interesting. But, you know, we need to have to find a way for the two black characters to date. So she'd be there. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> am I wrong? Um, so... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, Sean asks why Ellie cuts and she tells him it's the only pain that she can control and he understands this and, you know, she feels seen. So Ellie asks Sean about him and the rumors about him and he admits that he's been stealing stuff going missing in the school and Radich watches, walks in and catches them goofing off. We also find out that Ellie has been recording this. Right. It was also very weird when (laughs) Sean, like, admits to stealing it. It's almost like. Like, he was doing this intense thing. He's like, what did he say? He's like, I'm the one that's stealing it. Like, I'm the one that knocks. No, he's like, <laughs> he's like, 
it is a very, it's very weird. But it's like he's like, oh yeah, um, things are going missing at Degrassi because I'm the one that's stealing it or something. Yeah, and he's like, he says it like he knows he's being recorded. <laughs> yeah, like right, like it's he's he's just talking normally. He's like talking normally. He's like, and you know what? It's because I, Sean Cameron, am the one that's stealing it. It's like okay. <laughs> Sean Cameron from the House of Cameron, brother of Tracker Cameron. <laughs> You're rewatching Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, but I should. I know. I, I should, I should, but I'll stop before the final season because it sucks. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the world's already a dark place. I don't need to be like depressed by how bad that show ended. Right. I'm like, I'm like, need an escapism, but like in the fun Ooh, parts. You should. Okay, so this isn't fun. Sh- it's a fun show. Have you watched Yellow Jackets? No, but I've you heard it. about it. It's so good. I'm watching it okay. now. Um, I got now I have Showtime, and I'm like, oh, these god, these shows, they know what they're doing. They get you like yeah. hooked on one show, and I'm like, well, now I have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, it's you'll love it because a lot of our '90s girlies are in it. Christina Ricci's in it. Um, uh, what's, I always want to call her Jenny Lewis, Juliette Lewis. They're two '90s girls. Right. I wish Jenny Lewis is in it too. But Juliette Lewis yeah. is in it. It's very like it's Christina Ricci, and she's doing. I think it's probably one of the best roles in her life. <laughs> she's God, so good. I can't mm-hmm. wait. And it takes place in the '90s, and it's like, but not in an annoying way, and like a very like. And the music is really good. Like I think you'll oh! love it. Okay. I've been okay, listening. Okay. One of the songs they play in the show is um, Kim Wild Cambodia. And I've been listening to that over and over and over again. Ooh. Like, I forgot how good this song is. I mean, I'm constantly listening on repeat, like 90s alternative hits. Then you'll, like, then you'll love it. Can't wait. You Ooh, need to watch it. It's, it's a good fucking show. And there's like okay. some cannibalism in it. Anyway. Um, Ooh. It's kind of scary. You might not, you might be kind of scared. Okay, okay. <laughs> I should warn you. It's a little scary, but you might I think you'll, I was a little scared because there's a lot of gross moments where I'm like, I'm gonna admit I, oh, I can cover do my gross. face a few times. I, like, I can do I gore. I can't watch this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You've been warned. Um Okay. Ellie is in a room by herself listening to the recording. I'm like, um, baby, get some headphones. Like you have some very incriminating evidence right now. <laughs> she full on has that fucking What's that thing that um Macaulay Culkin had in Home Alone? Oh, um, that like something talk, talk yes. buddy or something. It's gonna that, come to me later because it's a very popular yes. toy. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I remember me and my brother were like, "Mom, we need one. We need." <laughs> what if our house gets broken into by kidnappers? We need it. <laughs> Being like, we we could use it for so many things, mom. Remember when you had to like come up with like a full on like thesis paper, like yes, for why you needed a toy. <laughs> Why this would why this would help with the morale of the family? <laughs> oh my god! Um, but that's the thing that fucking Ellie had in her bag, and it's like, what year is this? Like, don't they have like smaller voice recorders now? Like, yeah, it was huge. It was huge, and it was yeah. very, it was very. Um, was her face from Scream? Courtney Cox's character, the the reporter lady. It was Ooh. very that. I think she's. I wish that she was wearing like a monochromatic pant, like like skirt suit. And then she literally be her. Um, so, sorry, the new Scream movie came out. And I have that on my brain. I want to watch it. Um, so they've all been separated into different rooms. 
Ellie shows up in Hazel's and she's like, let's go somewhere else. Let's have fun. So they go pick up Sean and we get like the hallway scene. They're doing like a conga line. I guess it's like, well, I I will say though, in the Breakfast Club, that scene is weird too because they're like just running back and forth and then like posing and just doing, it's very much like we're hamming up for the camera. It's like, why, why would they be yeah. doing this? Again, this is- Like everyone passes, runs by and the weird girl's just standing there. It's like, are you going to go with them? Or what are you doing? This is, because I was raised by TV and movies, this is what I've been like, oh my gosh, like, I, like, if I'm ever at the school after hours, like, this is what I need to do. Like, I need to have these moments in the hallway. Same way of, like, if I have a sleepover, I need to have this dress up and dance moment. I need to have wigs <laughs> and bow- <laughs> boas to have while we dance and sing, this is, that's what girls do. Like, that's... <laughs> That's what a sleepover is. If I didn't do that, I'm not really living out my full teen life. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, if you're ever in America, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a party, and it's gonna be I'm gonna choose a movie that you love, and it's gonna be themed, and that's what, and you're gonna live that out. Oh my god. Okay. I listen. I'm ready. I'm ready. Do you want a Breakfast Club themed wedding? Oh, we can do it. You know, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed. Think about it. Think about it. I mean, that'd be fun to have a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I was about to say <laughs> it would be fun to have a, a wedding at a high school, like almost like a prom theme. That might be cool. That could be cute, actually. Yeah, that could be cute. Yeah, if someone was like high school sweethearts, I think I could see that being like cute, like a prom theme wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess there would have to be a reason to be at your high school. But that's also the kind of wedding for people who are like they're they're stuck in high school. Like they never like they peaked yeah. in high school. So you like literally it's like the care the 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 fucking students who would come back to our high school who graduated mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. hang out and we're like, why the fuck are you here <laughs> to talk to the class about college? I was like, I don't care what you have to say. Yeah, what college is like? I, re- I watch Greek. I know what college is like, bitch. <laughs> oh my god! Shout out to Listen. ABC Family. Fucking Greek. <laughs> Listen, oh bitch, I know God. what college is like. I watch College Hill, okay? So you don't have to college tell me. Hill. Hill. Just admit that you okay, want to relive your fucking house. weird high school life. There was a, always, like, two students who always came back to Paint Branch. I was like, ew, like, go, like, do something. You're like, this is not your scene anymore? Or the I'm like, did you have that, a like, party to go to? Like, like, should you, like, be, like, doing Adderall or something? Like, why are you here? <laughs> and the fact, the people that would, like, go back and, like, visit their teachers, like, ugh. Psychopaths. Uh, Listener, cool. if you ever went back to high school to visit your teacher, I don't care how beloved they were. <laughs> you're a psychopath. We're, we're here to bodies, break it to you. There are bodies in your backyard. I know it. <laughs> like, check your crawl space because there's children there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very I, – I don't trust anyone who's like, I'm going back to my high school. Like, no, you graduated yeah, like- 10 years ago. I feel like if I were to have like a prom themed high school wedding, I would have it ironically being like, oh, like I went to the prom by myself. Like I just went with my friends. Like I didn't have you here with me to be my prom date. So I'm going to do a prom redo. I think I would do it that way. Aww. And I wouldn't actually do it at a high school. I would like have it prom themed, but not actually at a school. Yeah, no, that's weird. You know, it's also weird. Teachers who used to go to the same school that they currently teach at. That's also sick. What the fuck's wrong with you? Leave the leave this town. Why are you still here? <laughs> what? I'm not impressed by that when you're like, oh, yeah, I went here. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
You know yeah, how shitty this school is? And you what came What the fuck back? is wrong with you? <laughs> yes, yeah, Snape is fucking crazy. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Get out of here. So And now and now he's like really luring everyone. Oh, this is bad. I was about to say he's like he's luring everyone in with his kids' cancer story, but that's that's the story. <laughs> that's the story of his character luring people in as viewers. So <laughs> that was bad. Um, uh, but, but they're in the not, basement. It's no, it's fine. He totally is doing that. He's a manipulator. Um, so they end up in the in the basement and they do like another eighties reference of Friday the Thirteenth noise. It's, it's annoying. And they end up oh. in a free elevator and then they end up on the roof. Oh, is that what the they sounds to go to- that they're making? Yeah, the ch ch ch. Yeah, it's from Friday. The 13th. Thank you for explaining that because if I did, my knowledge, I was like, is that what? Like what? What the fuck is this episode that they're like? Ooh, our inside joke of the sound, and then like it was never explained. Yeah, no, I think they just were trying to like, hey, like the eighties. Remember the remember the eighties, which is the whole episode. Yeah, and they just do that, and I'm like, okay. Um, but they end up on the roof, and Jimmy finds a necklace that has like a heart necklace, and he gives it to Hazel, and then he like kisses her, and and I guess they're a thing now. They have good chemistry though. Luckily, they do. Even co- like, which works considering there's been no lead up to Jimmy and Hazel being a thing. It works because the two actors, who I'm pretty sure in real life either dated or were like besties, it worked. Ooh. So it was like, yeah, it, it was. I was fine with it. Um, then Ellie and Sean are flirting, and Sean is surprised that Ellie isn't scared that Ellie isn't scared of him, and she's like, "I'm surprised you're not freaked by me." They're like, "We're just like two like freaks," <laughs> and um, <laughs> they're very much that couple. They're like, "We're like oh, we're both scare you with my problems," and they're like, "No, you have problems like me. That's why I like you." And it's like, "Are you scared oh. now?" And then she shows him his scars, but he's not scared. He touches them tenderly and then holds her hand. This is literally like some weird like emo girl like fan. It's a Tumblr shit. It's like the most Tumblr like. He wasn't scared of her because her heart was a monster. That's like it's a black and white quote. This is like that weird because the thing is right as as a Twilight fanatic um, that I that I was and was briefly currently back in. Um, when I did a rewatch of all the movies and then read um, the latest uh, the latest book installment, mm-hmm. I was back. I was fully back into it. I was like, mm. "What the fuck!" Like I was yelling and really invested. Down bad. The thing is, is that that's a drama, a dramatized like fictional like kind of like over the top. Yeah, type. there's vampires. Yes. And <laughs> Oh, like, oh, how could you love me? Like, like it's like I, I'm, I'm, I'm so pitiful. Like, oh, like you know, like, like, like tenderly, ter- like pushes my hair behind my ear where I like look up and like at my hooded eyes type look. And <laughs> watching it in a realistic show like Degrassi is really jarring. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too like on the nose. Yeah, but I guess it's also it's like I don't know. I'm I'm it's very I mean it's a teen show, so like watching it as a doll, I'm like, oh my god, these two. But like watching it as a teen, I was like, oh my god, true love. Like look at them. Uh, we, can, we can save each other from ourselves. <sighs> the the more modern version I guess would be the um we're two sick uh cancer patients in a children's hospital that fell in love. Yeah. That's... One of you is going to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never date it's, someone in the it's hospital. It's giving with the you. same energy. 
Yeah, so one in the one in uh, there's a one in two chance that one he will die. Your <laughs> odds are not good. Um, yes. so yeah, so they're like, oh. meanwhile, Toby is just by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's full of like contemplating jumping off the roof, like <laughs> <laughs> approaching the edge, being like. It's played off as like he's he's conquering his fear of heights because he didn't want to go up on the roof, but right. like actually he's like seeing everyone hook up. And he's just like, <laughs> Toby, Toby's like, listen, I see where this is going for me in high school. Like, I mean, it's also it's like maybe like two stories. Like he'd be fine, but oh yeah, he'll be um, fine. Like he'll break something. But... <laughs> yeah. Hey, he might get some sympathy, Toby. He might. You might get like a a a a cast in your arm. People can sign it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. We all, we all, teen, teen caster, they were a thing. Like, you got yeah. some, you got some clout with the cast, the, cl- the cast clout. Yeah, there was cast clout. If you got a cast, like, people suddenly, like, gave a fuck about you. You'd be the most unlikable person, but if you broke something, they're like, everyone, like, wants to sign your cast. <laughs> right. Cause it's like, obviously, signing a yearbook only comes once a year, but if there's, like, a signing of a cast, it's like yeah. changing things up a little bit. Kids you know? love to sign things. It's like oh a practice for God. adulthood. The girl. Remember <laughs> the amount of times that we used to fucking practice our signature? Yes. Like I used to think like when I have to sign all these checks as an adult, when I have to balance my checkbook, what the fuck? I used to make pretend checks when I was a little kid. Because my mom oh, worked at yes, a bank. So I used to like draw up checks and I would like sign them. <laughs> Me, capitalism is this... sick that we were playing True. capitalism like i'm gonna i'm gonna sign checks <laughs> it's disgusting the amount of i remember i was so excited to get um my mom or for like the family we had like the like return address stickers that you could put on letters mm-hmm. and um you could like you can like customize it so you can get like different colors and like write your mm-hmm. name on your address and have a little picture on it tell me why my i was so obsessed with those things i got it for a christmas present one year oh my <laughs> i was God. not writing letters but i was so excited and Aww. i remember i remember after i got my first check card like my mom got me like a fancy checkbook and i was like look at me <laughs> I'm like, so, i was grown pumped. yeah <laughs> i remember doing taxes my first time i was excited about that why? God, Why the fuck would fucking, I be excited? But it's just like a, any so semblance sad. of adulthood was like oh, this is so cool. But now I'm like, right? Dread it. I dread having to do my taxes, which the time is coming. Actually, I should probably should start. <sighs> anyway, ugh, anyway. Um, so Toby doesn't jump, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Should he? I don't know. <laughs> <Psych note. laughs> That's dark. Like, do it in a safe way that you can like maybe get a little bit injured, but like don't like seriously injure yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Snake tells Raditch to lay off on the kids because, like, um, I guess because he, you know, he doesn't catch them yet. But Snake is talking to him, like, like Raditch is explaining the Saturday um, detention stuff, mm-hmm. and Snake's like, "We have like Toby in here, like, like what? Like this is a bit ridiculous. Like Toby, he was like Jimmy, Sean, keep Sean, him in there, keep him in there. <laughs> He's a danger to society. <laughs> that little bitch, the West laptop. I'm almost certain. Right. Um, Ellie." I don't know much about her. Keep her in there. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> but these three golden kids, get them out of there. Right. Um, he's like a prison abolitionist, but only for certain people. Um, <laughs> so, 
So they they all the kids go running back to their rooms so before Radish shows up because he's like coming because Toby's like Radish is coming so they go running, um and like Jimmy risked it all for Sean I'm like damn because like Jimmy don't fuck with Sean but he like risked it all for Sean, um because like, they have like, like he waits for Sean to get in there's keys yeah. it's the whole thing they drop the keys they go to the room so then Radish finds the keys so like, he interrogates them all and he's like I'm gonna get you in here for another three weeks and then he has a change of heart because you remember what his friend Snake said and he's like you know what. Not necessarily. So he's like, it's fine. It's no big deal. Jimmy's about to admit that he took the keys and then Toby takes the blame. So then Radich sends them all home. And now I guess Jimmy and Toby are good again. We'll never see them talk again, though. And Hazel is like, oh, my God, group hug. And it's like, okay. What the fuck? That group hug was like, what? It was, but it didn't even happen though. She's like, let's do it. And then at least, like, oh, let's take a picture instead. She goes to get her camera and then she, like, pulls out the recorder, (laughs) which then plays (laughs) the moment between her and Sean on the roof. So then everyone's like, oh, shit. And, like, I guess she was doing a TV piece on the theft of Degrassi because she has an internship with Caitlin. Yeah. It's very convoluted. And they're like, damn. And then my first thought was, like, so does she actually get detention or does she just pretend to be in detention? And does Radich know? Oh, right. Or did she she purposely get caught? Like, what what is going on? Right. Because what did she have? Did she ever say what she was in detention for? She said, I skipped class. But she's like, did you skip class so you would get detention so you could do this expose? Definitely. I believe so. Oh, my God. This is a lot for a high school internship. (laughs) Girl, uh, you're doing the most, Ellie. <laughs> like, what not, the not fuck? Good. <laughs> so, not um, good. everyone's mad and they're like, oh, damn, damn, Ellie, that sucked. So they all like leave. Not cool. Not cool, Nash. And it's like, oh, shit. They called you by your last name. <laughs> so, like, what the, like, who, like, what is she, the first and last time she's ever been called by Nash? Like, what the fuck? Not gonna lie, I used to want people to call you my last name when I was in high school. I thought it was so cool. Smythe. Not cool, Smythe. Not cool. <laughs> Do it again. Wait, Do it again. I'll, oh, sorry. Not cool, Smythe. Not yes. cool. Yes. Okay. We can try to work it in there. I'll try. Like, no guarantees. Br- bring it in organically. We'll see. We'll see. Like, let's workshop it. Um, so I'll try. I'll try. Back at school, everyone's all chummy now. You know, they're like, "Yeah, like we went through de- like you know detention." Like, like Hazel and Jimmy are like, "Hey," bonded. they're like, "Yeah," they're like, "Hey, Toby." And JD's <laughs> like, "What's that about?" And he's like, "You know, don't worry about it." He's like, "You just had to be there." Toby feels so cool for the first time in his life. <laughs> first and last, <laughs> he's like, "I'm so glad I didn't jump." <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go to a party. They're gonna invite me to a party, and they never do. Um, so. Ellie finds Sean and she apologizes and tells him that what happened on the roof was real and that she's not like, you know, didn't do the expose. And she gives Sean the tape, which I'm like, he should destroy that because it's really incriminating. Like you admitted to crimes. Yeah. Like you should burn that yeah. now. But he's like, no, let me just put it in my locker. Just throw it in there. <laughs> just forget about it. <laughs> um, and he forgives her and they hold hands. That's the end. <laughs> I I mean, I probably was like eking like when I first saw this. Like we're like, oh my god, Sean and Ellie, Sally. Is oh, was Sally that their name? Sally probably. or Sally. Ellen. Shelly. <laughs> Ellen? Elon. Yeah, probably. I think it's uh, I think it's Sally. Sally I think Sally sounds, sounds better. better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably liked this when it came out, but like watching it now, I'm like, actually, no, I'm lying. When I was came out, I didn't like it. 
Because I remember whenever I have, would do a rewatch, I always skip this one. Kind of like it. Um, yeah. It's just boring. Even it though it's the beginning of like certain is. relationships, which are super cute, it's still just like, ugh, why like why is it like this? Yeah. Um, but songs. Did you did you choose a song for this episode? I did. I did. Um. So because this is Breakfast Club, the eighties full on. I chose nineteen eighty five by Bowling for Soup. Ah, oh, um, good choice. And that's where I knew why the Breakfast Club was came out in 1985 because I I checked and that's when it came out. Ah, it was released in 1985. That's a really good choice. Um, I also Thanks. went the I didn't pop try punk very hard. I think you did. You you did. You nailed it. Thank you. you know, thank you. C's get degrees, but this was an A, so also degrees. Thank you. So <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, I went the pop punk route too, except okay, I kind of like. It was kind of it's kind of convoluted like ellie's plot um so <laughs> i thought about okay this show was like an homage to 19 to the breakfast club i made me think about not another teen movie that really references the breakfast club a lot mm. and something i loved about not another teen movie is that they pulled a lot of like 80s songs from like 80s movies and then did like covers from like yes. current bands did covers of it and at my first i was like oh did they ever do don't you forget about me but like a cover of it there wasn't one which was very unfortunate but what they did do another song from an 80s classic um with molly ringwald is if you leave by good charlotte and it's a pretty good cover and actually all the covers on that album are pretty good so oh. if you're interested it's on spotify it's got a lot of really good um covers i really like the um Bizarre Love tri- Triangle, they did a cover of that one. I don't know which band that was, but it was a good. Ooh. There's a lot of good songs on that. I do love a modern take of a cover. Yeah, I like a good, like, little, it's like an updated version for, like, the early 2000s of, like, those really mm-hmm. awesome 80s songs. So, um, yeah. And also, I just really love that. I love that song, If You Leave, from Pretty in Pink. I mean. <sighs> so good. Great iconic so iconic iconic prom moment we love I to know. see um but if you're ready we can move on to the more superior uh Ooh. episode episode 17 don't dream it's over which is also uh, two good songs these two episodes take on me and don't dream Very it's over two so. really good songs so um, do you need a synopsis have, yes do you have it up girl i got you thank you got you got your back don't dream it's over. Paige plans a weekend trip, weekend road trip with Spinner, Jimmy, and Hazel, who wants Terry to join them. Terry doesn't want to feel like a fifth wheel, so Paige suggests, suggests she bring someone. When Terry shows up at the dot with Rick, her abusive ex, everyone is shocked and angered. At the park, Paige and Rick get into a fight, and when Terry is forced to choose between them, the result is tragic. Meanwhile, Ellie doesn't like how Sean treats Marco when they hang out together. Ellie nearly jeopardizes her first rela- relationship. But Marco tells her that Sean could be great for her if she lets him. Ooh. This episode. This episode. Mm-mm. This episode. Yes. This episode is iconic. Very much so. Um, this is actually an episode. I'll reference a specific moment later. But this is one of those episodes that I remember watching at a sleepover at your house. Really? Yes. Hmm. Okay. I'm glad um, to be a part of that canon. It's it's truly an honor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we get our cold open and the the crew, Paige, uh, Hazel, Jimmy, and um, Spinner are making road trip plans. Um, Paige is going to have the minivan. Her parents are going out of town. Um, I love how excited she was with the minivan, which is, again, <laughs> shows you how realistic Degrassi is because in a newer show, it'd be like, she'd just have a BMW or some like crazy car. And it was nice that like, when you were a teenager, like getting your parents' van, you could drive out your friends was like right? this is great. <laughs> we pushed <laughs> the minivan this weekend, boy. All of us gonna fit. Shit. Yes. Exactly. Like they... in this Windstar, bitch, we got to go. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, iconic. So Terry comes up and she's kind of feeling like the fifth wheel. It's two sets of couples. Um <laughs> Paige could care less. She was like if you're really that worried like just bring someone and i'm like Paige, who do you think she's gonna bring who do you motherfucking think she's gonna bring you should have known exactly um and terry's like hmm okay so we get to drama class um and i forgot that rick is the uh what do you call it that someone's a like a, a stage person it's like a drama nerd uh, yeah but uh it's it starts it's not theater it's like a Thespian. Thespian. Thespian, yes. You, you kind of blended thespian, thespian and lesbian. Can you thespian. tell how many times I've said this word? I think this is the first time. Maybe I've always seen it written. I'm only um, correcting you because I don't want you to call someone a thespian. <laughs> you thespian. Thespian. There we go. She's not a thespian. She's my friend. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> call back yes oh man i forgot about that perfect <laughs> which is why you should oh, be watching degrassi for- junior high to get that reference yes like y'all don't even know if you know you know and if you don't know you should know you should find out <laughs> oh man great lines um so we're getting into drama class and they're kind of be put off into pairs for an activity and um isn't rick, like trust falls girl yes rick sees terry <laughs> and fully bombards her for the trust fall activity and i was like oh dear god like this is i mean number one you it's a it's the panic of like oh my gosh it's a partner activity i don't know mm-hmm. anyone in this class mm-hmm. so you're just like kind of just like looking around frantically and then you see rick approach you're, you're like fuck and then you're like it's a trust fall fuck like it's like it's just <laughs> like hit after hit after hit and then rick full-on gaslights her what does i feel like this is gaslighting a little bit he's like you don't honestly think i'll drop you it is because I'm like you've punched me, so yes, actually, like, you would absolutely literally drop have shown me. me that you will physically harm me. Why you would, would love I trust to dro- you? You would love to drop me, actually. <laughs> and he was like, "Trust me," and I was like, "Oh, girl." But he, she, what he should have said, you don't, don't, you don't honestly think I'd drop you in front of all these people? I'd wait to be in an alleyway with you, and then I'd do it. That's Piece now that's shit. facts. Yes, that's facts. Um, I don't think this. This, uh, I think. Uh, Terry ends up doing the trust fall, right? Or, mm-hmm. or yeah, the bell and he rings. catches her. Yeah, yeah, he catches and she her. She kind of, she kind of gets like a huh, like she's not smiling, but she's kind of like getting that little like butterfly has, in her stomach Rick kind of feeling. Maybe who knows? Oh. Um, but 
we get to the hallway and Terry and Rick are chatting it up. Kind of like, you know, may having a light conversation, like talking kind of like they used to. And this is where he apologizes and love bombs her and just being like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just didn't know what I should say. Like, I wanted to call you, but I just didn't know how to make things better. Blah, blah, blah. Cycle repeats itself, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But she kind of like, I think she has, she's running out to go do something. She's like, all right. I think either Terry or um, uh, Paige or Hazel kind of calls her. So she's like, oh, gotta go. Gotta run. Got a jet. Um, Sorry. Got a jet. I just love Margaret for that. Got a jet. Ciao. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get to media immersion. And this is, as we mentioned last episode, uh, Snake is officially back at school. And uh, the students are really sweet. They're clapping for him being back and kind of like being like, you know, we really missed you, which is really sweet. Like it was. Yeah. It was they nice. love him. He's, yeah. he's that teacher. Like everyone just like, you know, beloved teacher, even though he's a psychopath for coming back to the same school he went to. Exactly. Beloved teacher, nonetheless. Exactly. Um, which is really sweet. And Marco and Ellie are. Um, they have plans for the weekend. They're talking about going to see, um, like kind of like a retro movie night or kind of like, yeah, a, it's like a Bollywood like a movie. movie. Oh, Bollywood, Bollywood movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ash, who's apparently the relationship expert. She's like, hun, <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. You got, you got dumped in front of the whole school. I don't know about the advice for you. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I feel like she's like, hun, don't. Don't let it get to the point where that happened to me. Like, you got to keep your man in check. Like, don't be leaving him by the wayside because this is what will happen. He'll get someone pregnant on you, hun. She's like that that lady. She's that, like, don't let it get stale, whatever you do. Yes. She's that person that's like, oh, I feel like this is like a woman. She's, um, I wouldn't. I feel like I know this person more in real life than I know her in like a movie trope, but like mm-hmm. she's like she's like that auntie that like has been with like the same person for like 10 plus years and they're always on again off again and mm-hmm. like they have like the most like toxic advice for like how to keep a man. Yes. <laughs> but I know like, exactly but I what you're talking about. Yeah, that this is this is the auntie advice. There's the auntie who like asks you why you're still single at Thanksgiving, and you're like, I have a lot of questions for you, but I respect where's my elders. Uncle. Where is Uncle John? It's been two years since he's been at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Interesting. But you guys seem so happy on Facebook. What's what's the deal? You're, with that? you're still wearing your ring. I see. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Pass the yams, please. <laughs> yes 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 so ash is like intervening and she's like wondering why um sean won't be there at the movies with ellie and marco um because that's her boyfriend like why aren't you hanging out with your boyfriend yeah it's Um, like saturday night date night or friday night or something so it's like yeah the weekend yeah um and i think ellie is just like huh like it's Marco. Like we're we're friends. I don't want to. I think she says something like, "I don't want to lose my friendships just because I'm dating someone or something." Which hint hint Ashley because Ashley is is that person with Terry. 
she gets a new man and she's like forgets about her friends so Allie's like um, i'm not like i'm not gonna be like you i want to keep my friends okay girl ashley she's like she, i mean the the, per, the the one person not to give advice on this topic yeah but ellie's right though it's framed differently like she's afraid but like at face value though it's like that's fair like yeah just because i have a boyfriend now doesn't yeah. mean like i don't have my friends and i want to hang out with marco so yeah exactly yeah pretty mature i would say it is it is mature i think it's yeah but like ashley's point of view is kind of like the kind of mm, you have a boyfriend now so your all your extra time has to go with him and it's like yeah no your extra time should be used how you want to use it and you should especially be splitting you should be like you know you know splitting your time with friends and the boyfriend or or incorporating both in your plans so you can everyone can you know have fun and, and be happy yes very much so um, we get to Caitlin's office, uh, and they, Caitlin and Ellie are watching a special that Caitlin did, um, and kind of like, I guess it's like the final cut or something. Um, I'm not really sure what the topic was about, but it was, I guess something maybe Ellie was helping her with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Sean comes by, which I'm like, he's showing up at your internship at a <laughs> news station? interesting um i have have some comments and some opinions about sean this episode um so everything everything my entire (laughs) my entire note taking is very jaded just want to put it out but it's a bit weird though because like it's not like her like her mall job like she's at the mall he stopped by right at the mall it's like her internship which is like Like he had to to check in at the desk to get back to that office yeah it's like maybe catch me after that's a lot of effort like wait outside for me like don't come inside (laughs) yeah um but sean comes by and he's like uh caitlin leaves and kind of gets in the room and sean is like hey we should go see this action movie like a, it was like very much like a macho fast and furious type it's called elimination round three. <laughs> oh, great <laughs> can't can't wait and la does uh the thing we've all done we'd be like oh yeah i'm i'm down i'm down yeah whatever like that sounds good to me <laughs> I love preliminary round three. It's my mm-hmm. favorite. I, the first two were so good. I can't wait to see the third. Yeah, I can't wait to um, see how the story ends. Ends question mark. Yeah. <laughs> um. And let's see. Sorry, I made note. Did does did the scene kind of end with this where they just like made um plans so for the movie she, so she like is like oh cool yeah i like that but she remembers that she did make plans with marco but she decides to go with sean anyway yes yes <laughs> that's true okay so we cut to the dot it's like the weekend the road trip day mm-hmm. and the crew is there the two sets of couples and then we see terry and rick are showing up to the dot and everyone's pissed because <laughs> they hate Rick. <laughs> They're like everyone, like it's literally like a squirt, like a record scratch when he walks in. Yeah. And I was like, nah. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah. they're all kind of like, oh my gosh, like what the fuck is he doing here? But I think like Paige and maybe either Paige and Jimmy or like two people together, kind of a side conversation, being like. You know, if we if we ask him to leave, Terry's going to leave with him. So I think it's Paige and Spinner. I think Paige was like, 
I'm not driving him. Like, he's not coming. And Spinner was right. like, no, because then she's going to go with him. So it's better, like – which I understand that logic. It's like, if she's with yeah. us, then maybe she's safer than just, like, going by herself. Who knows what will happen. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um. And so – but they're like, oh, I guess we'll suffer through. I mean, like – not knowing what is going to happen the rest of the episode, they were just like, damn, we got to be in a car ride on a road trip with Rick. <laughs> like, oh, God, the torture. Like, like, you know, he, you know, he has the cast recording of Company and he's going to make us play it the whole time, which me, Sonic now would love. Sonic, <laughs> when she's 16, would like, turn that shit off. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Yes, not, not with Rick. Like, no. Rick's not. Because Rick's going to stop every track to give us some trivia about each one. Oh, my God. I don't need you, you really to, I don't need you to wax poetic about Lane Stritch. Okay? I don't need that right now. <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> like, he would just. Uh, so there's. He's an abusive theater kid. Is the worst guy. <laughs> Yes, and he's, I feel like he's, outside of, the another aspect of him, I feel like, is that he's, like, a cornering, like, conversation holder. So, like, he's the yes. person that, like, you, you have to avoid making eye contact with him, because he will literally corner you and, like, won't let you leave the conversation. Um, yes. Can you imagine realize sitting, that he's abusive as well, but can you imagine, the cornering. Can you imagine sitting next to Rick on the plane? Oh, my God. You're in the window seat, so you can't even move captivated he's a captive audience and he just talks and talks the whole plane ride even though you put your headphones on he keeps like trying to talk to you girl tell me why i have a coworker literally like this oh my god what i've had to start what i've had to start doing he's also like he's i say he's old as fuck but he's just old as an it, like he's a much older than the that like the age range for like an esl teacher in china um and he lacks the ability to read the room. And so I've had to start doing, I always have my headphones in, even though I'm not listening to anything. And then I'll hear him trying to get my attention. And I just have to pretend I don't hear him. And then he'll be like waving at me like, Lauren, Lauren. And I'm like, I have to like pretend I'm focusing really hard on something on my computer. <laughs> because, and then like, because because mo- like I would say maybe about it's about fifty fifty chance fifty if he feels like getting up if he doesn't feel like getting up he'll stay seated he'll just forget about it but fifty percent of the time he'll get up and come talk to me and then he'll like he'll bend down and like make reach my eyesight and be like hey and I'm like oh take earpod out huh sorry couldn't hear you and then it's like he's still like and then I'll like the comment like he he does not read the room and i feel like he is rick socially like do you think like so when he talks to you is it like about something impo- like work related or important or he just like wants to talk <sighs> never ever <laughs> is uh what did he talk he um he asked me about um he was like oh hey the, literally the other day he was like oh hey you ever had tube station pizza? He also asked me the same. He's so old because he just repeats the same stuff all the time. He's asked me this question three times. Have you ever tried tube station pizza? It's a pizza place here in Beijing. Like, oh yeah, I like that place. He's like, oh yeah, that place is good. They have this one near me in this mall, this location. You ever been there? <laughs> it's like the same conversation. Let me, this is the last thing I'll tell about. His, his name is Chip. 
um, short for William. That's how old he is. He goes by Chip, short for William. <laughs> Wait, is Chip short for William? Yeah, for like grandpas. Like no one does that anymore. <laughs> Wait, it's not Bill. Wait, it is what? Bill, but Chip is another is another shorter version of William. There's Bill, Are you fucking Billy, me? Chip is another. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess it's like <laughs> that, meeting, you like, don't even know because it's such an old like, fucking name. It's like meeting Elizabeth, who goes by Betsy. It's like, like yeah, yeah. that is a shortened version of that. But like no one's done that since like 1930. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was like stationed in Korea in the Navy. I don't think he fought oh, he's in the Korean old. War, but. Like he like is old as fuck. Um, he's also Mormon, so like he like every so often he's kind of trying to evangelize to me. Um, the story keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> he's so an old ass Korea vet, and he's a Mormon. <laughs> he loves pizza. <laughs> and he like oh, he's also a vegetarian. Um, oh god. He... <laughs> and I'm sure he makes sure you know. Oh, he does. Um, he also, he, this is how old he is. Um, he talks, he call, makes a phone call in the office using speakerphone. Oh my God. Um, to do what exactly? To call the bank for his, his, his bank his balance. balance. What year is it? What? <laughs> I don't know like, if people did that. No one does. Everyone has an app on their phone. Like you just check the app. But he—that's how he doesn't know how to fucking use anything. He also like he like he was confused about the English service for the bank about which number to press. He was like, "Huh? What is that? Huh? Two? What?" (laughs) He was getting confused about the calling for his bank balance on speakerphone, and I was just like, "This is not real." He's not real. Also, he literally looks like um, Harold from Big Bang Theory. Like Harold's uh, the one that wears like okay. the mock With turtleneck, the, the mock neck. Yeah, the Dickies. That guy. He, wow. he, he like when I I I will put it. <laughs> I'm not gonna put it on the pod. I'll send some. <laughs> but if if you really want to know what he looks like you can send us a dm on ews pod i will send you a photo (laughs) (laughs) but like i'll do a side by side he literally looks like fucking harold i think is it harold or something with with an h um yeah i don't know his name but like i know which guy you're talking about with the weird bowl cut yeah oh my god he's so he's he's the worst and like i've never met anyone that like just like cannot pick up a cue and he's like also like a he's just an old man that gives like dad jokes and like oh man it's he's a he's an energy vampire (laughs) (laughs) wow damn chip well chip hope you're listening (laughs) now you know quit being a fucking freak (laughs) he does he does not know what a fucking podcast is no he doesn't if he if he's still calling in like, um, if he's still calling in to find his bank balance, like he listens to like radio. Oh, um, like also, on a radio, a- like with a dial, like not like just like this oh, the- I tune into NPR. It's like no, he has a dial radio. <laughs> I I like, and I'm not convinced otherwise. Um, I'm pretty sure he does. He has a he does have a smartphone, but he wears it in like um a pouch around his neck. 
I feel like you're just making this shit up, Lauren. Who the fuck is this man? Well, I do know who he is. He's Chip, the Korean veteran who's a Mormon. He wears it in like this little sleeve necklace that he wears around his neck, so he does. He like like a life alert almost, but like a phone. You know what this is like? It's the game. You know that the game where you're like, I'm going on a picnic and I'm taking this, and you have to keep naming it. I feel like this is like his name is Chip. His name is Chip. He's a Mormon. His name is Chip. He's a Mormon. He loves two station pizza. His name is Chip. He's a Mormon. He loves two station pizza. He's keep learning more and more. So he just has to do his whole, his whole biography. Like he's just so fucking old. And like I wish I I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm not. Like he just And I'm like, how is how is he my coworker? How are we equals? Like I don't get it. <laughs> well you know <laughs> there's there's all kinds of people out there including they, people like they, mm-hmm. like rick <laughs> like rick. <laughs> rick short for richard um <laughs> rick short for so, chip yes. uh, rick is officially going on the road trip and um no one's excited except for terry yeah and she seems so, oblivious by it. This is like she really walks in with him, like, "Hey guys, like, <laughs> like, like everyone here doesn't like, know that he hit, he beat you up." And she just like, "Hey guys," <laughs> and like, no, no, like, not even phasing her that like her friends obviously hate him. Yeah, not gonna like. She's like, "Oh, you guys have a reaction to me bringing him? What? Hope his room. You want me to bring someone?" <laughs> like. Terry, no, not not this someone. Yeah. Anyone else, yeah. literally. Bring Toby. <laughs> Toby would be a better. Really, addition. anyone, please. Yeah, I mean, uh, Toby's had a little thing with uh, Jimmy and Hazel now, so like he might just like fit exactly. right in. He would he's fit like, in. Yeah, he's he's one of the girlies. Uh, so we cut to the movies, and Jay and Alex. I think this is our first kind of like. Like we're, I think maybe first or second, kind of like you know, we're seeing Alex kind of like in the group, and she has a few lines here and there. Yeah, it's the first time she's really she's had like a f- couple lines. I think when she called like Emma flat chested, but this is like the first time she actually yes. has lines, like real lines. <laughs> yeah, um, but she's there with Jay and Alex, and they're kind of like hanging out, waiting for everyone. And this is when Marco and Ellie show up, and Sean is not happy. Yeah, like it's clearly um, supposed to be like a double date thing, and then oh, Marco that is, like, makes just more sense there. Yeah, for a second I was like, I was like, why is he mad? He brought his friends, but that makes sense. It would be a double date, and that's why yeah, because I think Jay and Alex are dating, or or at the very least, it's like. It looks like a yeah. boy girl boy girl thing, and then like he brought a, f- a friend too. It's kind of awkward. Exactly. Um. So yeah, there's kind of some tension there, and you know, Ellie's like, "What's you know, best of both worlds? Let's go." Yeah, I got my 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 my, my main my main squeeze and my bestie. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So we cut to. I felt like this was almost the ravine. Yes, the park I was that they were at. Going to ask you where are they because it's not even like a park though. It's not like oh, like there's like water, like or something. They're just like in the woods. There's like yeah, cinder. There's well, people making out. Yeah, there's like cinder blocks and there's like a bonfire, but it's like the middle of the day. I don't know where they are. 
it's very yeah. like it's giving midsummer like it's daytime but i feel like it should be nighttime now but it's still daytime because yeah. it's a cult it's, yes. <laughs> it's, it's weird yes it's still it's still dark but you're like mm, it's feeling a little bit feel a little bit different in the daytime like it feels too it's too it's too early for people to be making out by like a busted couch by a bonfire. And then there's like they're not drinking or anything cuz Degrassi's always been really weird about alcohol. I mean, never really see anyone drinking ever, but like I feel like they would be drinking or there'd be something yeah. like a is it a party? Do they know these other it's people? Giving- like where are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 giving ravine day daytime shift at the ravine vibe, you know, like <laughs> it's it's giving that for sure. <laughs> okay, daytime shift at the ravine is like my album. It's my debut album. Oh, some bangers are definitely on that for sure. Daytime shift at the ravine. Um, what Ooh, kind what of music do you think? Be? Oh, my singles would be um, "Pull Out of My Heart." <laughs> how, how how bad do you want this bracelet? Yeah, how bad do you want this bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> clean my ravine Ooh, that's a good one <laughs> thank you um and then there'd be like this is a, a reference to something that happens later but like pills 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 <laughs> yes girl yes. those are like my debut yes, like yes. hit singles um pitchfork said that it was um you know it was a, revel- a revelatory piece of art mm-hmm. um fantastic yeah. debut album fantastic I, I do get i get snubbed at the grammys for best new artist but that's okay that's, like I, I, i'm like i'm not i'm not for everyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i'm ready for it yeah that would be so good <laughs> <laughs> i'll sing like billy eilish is very sweet oh dear. it's like whispering oh, yes. yes yeah it's like it's pretty it's like sexy but not like it's sexy but scary yes mm-hmm. um euphoria if you will oh yes yeah. so i'm wearing there's lots of glitter actually when yes, you open I, the cd it, i don't know if people still get cds you open it glitter <laughs> you get glitter popped you're you're actually exclusively only cds you cannot get this electronically no there's you no can't stream it for this. no no you have to get it actually um it's it's it's, it's actually a cassette actually cassette and when you open it the glitter comes out and the ribbon's all fucked up so you have to fix it first and then you can play it yes it's part of the art Those... <laughs> it's um what do they call it when it's uh it's like an ex- not expressive um interpretive art or like what do they call it when it's like weird and out there yeah it's definitely like, a- like um it's like conceptual Yes. It's a conceptual art, like yes. like an album. Um, uh-huh. We suggest that when you play it on the cassette, that you are in a minivan with your friends. I mean, obviously, in the park with some strangers, and you play it. Really, any public park? Because mm-hmm. um, that's like that's where all the shit goes down. Like that's like you ever been to like a park like when no one's actually there no kids like it's only people doing drugs and like doing illegal activities and listening to daytime shit at the ravine a soundtrack of our generation can't wait mm-hmm. i'm excited honestly thank you really excited for you you should be um 
Uh, we have fun here. Um, yeah. We so, do. yeah, it's just the part, but the place where they are is weird. And it is very like, I don't know. There's a lot of choices made in Degrassi where I'm just like, why would they be doing that? But like, okay. I, I, you know what? Yeah, sure. They're teenagers. When you're a teenager, you just do things that make no sense when you're an adult. It's like, why would you, why, why is this the place we're hanging out? Like, I, surely there's a better place for us to go. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they roll up in the minivan. They come in hot and they uh, slide open the doors and they're free and they're excited to be there for the day. And, you know, they've got food, they've got snacks, they've got a Frisbee. Um, everyone's kind of like settling in. And um, Rick makes the decision to <laughs> sit on top of the minivan hood. <laughs> yeah. Antisocial behavior. Because, like, why would you like, sit on someone's read car? the fucking room. Number one, I would never sit on anyone's hood because, like, that will dent them. Every yeah, you time. don't sit on someone's car. I've come <laughs> back alone. from a bar to get to my car and people were like just hanging around. My, I, I hate when people do shit like that. Yeah. They're just like hanging around my car and I'm like, the car wasn't nice. I was driving like a fucking white, like busted ass, like Corolla. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always really unsettling when people are just like, is it, you know what it is? When someone's like sitting on your, when the hood of your car is like sitting on your porch. Like, what the f- get off my yeah, fucking it's porch like invasive. it's what are you doing like this isn't your home you know it's very like that and also rick like they all they all hate you like you know that <laughs> like why would you sit on her and of course because it's Paige. she's like can you not dent my mom's car with your butt rick <laughs> <laughs> and he does this he's everything he does just so cringy because he like he, first of all he sits on the van unwanted already and then he's like tear Come sit next to me. Let's come also That's sit on the hood it. of this person's car. And it's like, it's like this bitch. Like, and then like everyone's very upset and annoyed. Um, and Terry's like, she has, she has, she's having a realization, right? Like, I feel like we've all dated someone or like been out with someone, and you're like around people, like your friends or people that you know, mm-hmm. and then. Like the person you're with, like does something that you're like, oh god. Well, you he does something, or or she does something where you have to like wrangle them. She's like, come sit over here with me. Like, come over here. Like you're trying to like like babysit and them, like, and it's don't like fucking do this now. Like like don't fucking don't my fucking friends. Like, do not ruin this like, for us. Oh my god, you just got here. Can you calm down? Yeah. Please? So like, I've never, I've never had to do this. But I've been in a group where there was somebody where it was like, get your get your man, like get him, like you, can you please do something about that person. Like it just it's those things where yes. it's just kind of it's like the dynamics of the group are off because this person is just like right. they're not meeting like meeting our frequency. They're just kind of doing their own thing, right. you know. And it's very uncomfortable because she's like, come sit over here with me, and it's like it's just weird. It's just like really awkward. And I wish Terry, sweet Terry, who is just so sweet and nice. I know. Would recognize, like, yeah. this, this yeah. person's but there's Yeah, but there's this kind of, like, moment, right? She's, like, obviously, when she's at the dot, she's very happy, kind of, like, oh, like, carefree. And then there's, like, this kind of initial moment that she's, like, she's kind of feeling the uncomfortableness that she feels like she has to appease between the two, like, Rick and the group. Like, she kind of, like, is snapped into reality with that. 
Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But she's like, okay, like I appeased everyone. Like, you know, Rick came and was off with me. Like, but everything's like, fine. And you know, the problem with stuff like this, and it's complicated because obviously abusive relationships are complicated. But the thing is, right. is when like, obviously, if you're going through something like this, you should tell people. But mm-hmm. the problem is that the people you know aren't in the cycle of abuse with you. So when you right. forgive them, they don't have to. Like, they, they know what happened. Like, I knew somebody who was, like, in a similar situation. Their, their partner was abusive. And they did something in front of us that was abusive. And it was like, what the fuck? And then they kept trying to bring that person around. And it was like, no, they can, they're not welcome here. Uh-huh. And that was a very clear, like, they are not welcome here. And they got mad at us when it was like, mm-hmm. the thing is, though, you, you're you in the relationship. We're not. So right. to, to your friends or your family, they don't have to – they're not in the cycle. So to them, it's right. like, you forgave them. I did not. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, which isn't to, to, to try to tell people not to help someone when these things are happening. But, like, recognize that when you do, like, you kind of also can't then be mad that your friends or family aren't cool with them. Because, like, they care about yeah. you and they don't want you to be around someone who's hurting you. Yeah. Exactly. It's very dark. It is. And it's, I mean, like, props to Degrassi for kind of showing that kind of, you know, in these small moments, like, they're showing those what the the cycle looks like right and what Mm -hmm. the dynamic looks like especially the kind of go between of like when you're when your friends or the people around you are being like no we don't fuck with him like for good reason yeah for (laughs) very we don't we don't just dislike him because he's not cool like us it's like exactly no he's like violent like (laughs) and i want him around me yeah yeah He's also he's also very fucking weird. <laughs> that too. He also is just fucking weirdo. Yeah. Um. But in the kind of upcoming few moments, we're getting a back and forth between um the movies and the park. So Ellie is at the movies. She's sitting in the in the seats, and she's in between Marco and Sean. And Ellie's, of course, holding the the um bucket of popcorn, and um. Sean and Marco reach for the popcorn at the same time. And kiss. of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> Ellie's like, are you going to kiss? Are you going to kiss? She's like trying to push their heads <laughs> But of course, Sean is like, oh, a homosexual hand touched mine. Ah, yeah, like, he definitely gets like, his gay uh, panic in that moment. And I'm like, very much so. Yeah. Is it and that's the thing, like Sean again, Sean doesn't make sense in so many times no. in these show because like I feel like Sean when it comes to like a gay guy would just not care. He's up to this point, Sean's always just kind of just didn't care. So it's weird yeah. that he would be like, Oh, I touched the gay I think he yeah. wouldn't really care. Like the old Sean yeah, I know. He would, he would just be annoyed that Marco's there. It wouldn't be he's annoyed at Mark Marco being gay in his presence because i wonder if, if if that were ashley let's say ellie brings ashley everywhere i don't think that sean would have been as aggro about that no i think it's basically because it's like her gay bff <clears throat> mm-hmm. there's like a weird yeah. homophobia happening that like and that the show oh, kind of condones it's exactly her ex yeah yeah but like but, but, she, yeah. but he's gay so like, i wouldn't even count he's like out, i'm yeah. like yeah but like he's gay like that we know that was like a, a yeah, that was for, a bearding situation yeah it's <laughs> like it's like, it's like we like that was your ex but like come on but like right, um right, right. but like i'm not be jealous of that like come on but like it's it's like what's weird about it to me is like the show kind of 
condones it. It's like, yeah, Sean's upset for a reason, for a good reason. It's like, yeah, no. yeah, I, I understand being annoyed. Like, yeah, you want to be with your girlfriend, just your girlfriend. But right. like, but the way he like uh, he treats Marco, I feel like there's like a weird like homophobia in it that the show yes. doesn't really address. And they're yes, like, no, yes, but yes. Sean's right. It's like, wait, I thought we were on Marco's. Wait side. a minute. Uh, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, this feels weird. Like, why are we, <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah. Oh, Degrassi, so inconsistent. <laughs> Very much so. Um, so we get back to the, to the ravine, and Terry and Paige are chatting about Rick and how he apologized and how, you know, he's different now and things are good between, um, him and Terry. And Paige is like, hun, no, like he, he's terrible. Like, don't, (laughs) don't Don't fall fall for this, hun. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Rick being the creepy ass person that he is, is overhearing. And he he literally, where does he even come? He comes from like behind a tree. Like, where? (laughs) No, he comes from the other side of the minivan. So he's like hiding behind the big ass minivan. And he does this weird, like, inquisitive, like, teacher thing where his hands are behind his back being like, hmm, so you have things to say about me. And it's like, what is this? Like, why do you have to be so fucking weird? Just like, curse why Paige were... out if you're angry. Yeah, why were you hiding behind my mom's van that you just abused with your ass? Like, he comes out yeah. and he's like, first off, Terry can make your own decision. Second, you're a bitch. <laughs> like, some shit like that. It's like, why are you yeah. counting let me count the ways I hate you. Like, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's so, it's so intense. (sighs) And, um, you know, he, he calls out Paige for being a vicious backstabber. Um, and Paige calls him a psycho. And, I like how Paige doesn't dispute that she's a vicious backstabber. She's like, um, yeah. She's like, listen, I might be, but at least I'm not a psycho. That's what people love about me, okay? (laughs) I keep it real. (laughs) I'm not a psycho like you. (laughs) Uh, And then this is, you know, but Rick is like getting... Like they kind of they're giving close ups of his face, like in his anger, and it's like we can see that he's getting to that rage level again. Like he's going from zero to a hundred very easily, mm-hmm. and this time it's directed at Paige. Um, and Terry is frustrated, and she you knows she's trying to appease the situation, and Paige is getting frustrated as well. And she basically yells at Terry and she's like, you know what, if you, if you're so worried about him, just go, go after him. Like, I'm done with this kind of like, she's annoyed and kind of like realizing that she can't convince Terry, like how fucking messed up Rick is. And so she basically, you know, in the moment just like blows up at her and just, you know. And it's, and it's understandable. Like I. Yeah. You know, because we know I what happens, so. it's like, oh, man, you wish that she hadn't. But, like, in that moment, it's – and that's, like, the complicated thing is when, like, you have a friend or someone in your life who's in that kind of relationship. It's like yeah. you, can, you can only do so much. And I, and at a certain point, you need to also protect your peace, too. Like, I, yes. I liken it to, like, when people decide to cut off, like, an addict where it's like, this is someone I love, but I cannot – let you in my home anymore because you, like you bring right. your shit with you and i can't i can't do that and i get i get where Paige is coming from like in the moment of just like especially because she's taking because terry is taking rick's side like after she like insults your friend and then she's like yeah i don't want to do what you tell me to do all the time it's like dude like 
for this one for this dude you know i get it like why she'd just be like yeah. bitch go like <laughs> go into yeah. the ravine with your boyfriend <laughs> And no, you cannot uh, take daytime shit at the Ravine. That's what we're playing for us here at this exactly. party. You want to go? You don't get to listen to it. Just us. Yeah. You don't yeah. get to hang out with us and listen to cool ass music. No. You don't. So uh, uh, Terry goes after Rick and Rick is doing the weirdest fucking shit. <laughs> okay. This scene is unintentionally funny. I'm sorry. When he's kicking the air. Okay. <laughs> everything about this scene is so over the top and this is the scene i remember specifically from your sleepover yes it's like this is the thing <laughs> because so, even in our young age we were like this is weird this is weird it's, it's you know what it is it's like have you ever heard the term narm no it's like a weird like tv thing it's like narm is a scene that is supposed to be serious but it ends up being funny because it's like something about okay. it is not like it's just a bit <laughs> silly. Yeah, I think it's it comes from there's a scene in Nip Tuck where a character is having a stroke or a heart attack and they're trying to say my arm is numb or like my numb arm or something. But then because they're having a stroke, they're just saying narm, narm, narm. <laughs> oh, God. It's really funny. <laughs> It's hilarious because it's so like oh, oh no. and they're and you know the writer's like oh yeah this is gonna be like so intense and it ends up being funny this scene is that I yeah. hate it because it's about something so serious but it's like walking into the scene with Rick kicking with his little short legs kicking <laughs> it's like Dwayne when Dwayne is kicking the stuff in the bathroom when he finds out that he has exactly it's that kind of exactly <laughs> it's exactly funny. I'm sorry it's so funny because it's like it's like you're <laughs> he's literally thrashing through the air he's not kicking anything physically no he's because he's smart enough not to kick the fucking center blocks that are for some reason everywhere <laughs> so Once many again, like sharp objects Jeez. where are are they like a demolition site where are they <laughs> this, this this is this is where the ravine is given away because they're like oh there's there's shrapnel <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> like there's there's a junkyard aesthetic to it you know why is there so much uh, shrapnel in this place that's not far from the school like <laughs> right i don't know oh, what the fuck yeah um <laughs> terry comes in and she's like whoa what whoa bessie calm down <laughs> whoa, whoa bessie like he's like he's like a like a like a thrashing horse like a bronco just like kicking through the, through the crowd. <laughs> I feel like she's about to like pet the like, pet his, 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 his long mane like up here like shh 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 like it's okay it's just me it's just me <laughs> it's like that meme of like I guess there's like a subset of girls these days who like want like a, a violent boyfriend like yeah because like only I can calm him down it's like shh sweetie babe no babe I'm like what the fuck no have you seen this oh god it's a this, weird thing on TikTok this euphoria where, like, generation this euphoria generation <laughs> these TikTok girlies who are like yeah like, I want like a like um like a hood dude I want like a guy who's like out like he's he's like, gets in fights and he like shoots people but like only I can stop him what the fuck? So I'm like, babe, no, babe, no. I don't know what's going on with this generation. <laughs> I don't know, maybe because we're early because 30s. It's... So I'm like, no, you don't want that as a boyfriend because he will hit you. I, 
<laughs> just off the top of my head, I'm like realizing I'm like the Euphoria generation, but then I'm like, okay, there was, there's the countless number of abusive relationships who watch on MTV through Real World and the Challenge, and then Jersey Shore alone, we've got Sam and Ron, we've got JWoww and um and Roger, mm-hmm. we've got the numerous amount of like bar fights that we've witnessed on television where it's just like, okay, I, he just needs, if I can get there and talk to him, he'll calm down. And it's like, no. I mean, the classic scene in Jersey shore when like, um, when Ronnie gets in that fight with the guy on the boardwalk, because Sammy's literally this though. She's that girl because then she tries to like, because then she instigates the fight. Cause the guy is saying yeah. shit and she's like, she kind of does like a, my boyfriend will kick your ass thing. And then she <laughs> yeah. tries to stop him in front and he pushes her out of the way not like pushes her but he pushes her away and then she like starts crying like you pushed me <laughs> like that's what that's actually what happens with those kind of relationships you think it's gonna be like i can stop him he will push you to the ground and i'll go kick exactly. his ass he's not gonna stop because you're like shh 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 babe babe look at me babe look at me <laughs> like <laughs> i'm dead oh my god oh god uh, i'm so sick I'm so sick of of our world, but that's like a real that's real know. talk. And like you know, I think that in some situations that like, um, in some I don't know how to phrase this without like trying implying that like some anyone like wants to be abused because I don't think that's true. Right. But there are some relationship dynamics where some people like it's both sides kind of thrive in that sort of like push and pull of like. We have these crazy fights and then we make up and then everything's fine and like that kind of thing. I don't think Terry fits that. But like the Sammy Ron thing I think definitely is like a weird toxic cycle of codependency and just toxicity. A soup. Yeah. Toxic soup, soup, you know. Mm -hmm. So Terry finally like is able to calm down. And they kiss. This is their kind of rekindling moment or whatever. And this is where love bomb, like the love bombing, just everything's always escalated with Rick, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just like, it's, you know, this, uh, I'm behaving erratically. And then it's like, it's like, oh, I'm calm down. It's like, I love you. Like, uh, and in this moment, he's like, we're, we were made for each other. And it's like, what? How, <laughs> how did we get to this point? Like you just know. sat on the roof of the on the hood of the the minivan and now we're here like it's how did how did it escalate that quickly yeah and you know with that statement terry kind of was like all right cool so you're cool we're cool let's go back like we're all calmed down now let's go hang out with my friends again like we originally planned with this trip mm-hmm. and she wants to go back and this is when rick is like nope you can't go back there. Yeah. And he says it with like a smile, which is like, like irking. It's Ugh. terrifying. This motherfucker. Yeah. It's really dark. Cause then he like, he grabs her arm and she's like, like she's like, ow, you're hurting me. Like, let go. And he's like telling her she's not going back basically. And he's like, but like eventually he's like, she's trying to get away. It's kind of like a moment where he kind of, kind of pushes, he pushes her down because she's like, yeah. but she's like trying to get away. He also like pushes her. And again, yeah. an unintentionally funny moment, I have to say. And I've, I've, I've really been afraid to talk about this episode because it is like heavy shit, but also like. It's NARM. It's NARM. It's a NARMY moment of Degrassi where. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I'm even it's looking. It's the portrayal of it that just, it's, the scene is like awkward. It's so weird. Um, So in the Degrassi wiki, I'm looking, I've, I've been following along there with you. And um, they take up, they took a still for when Rick pushes Terry and she lands on like one of those stray cinder blocks. <laughs> Which is why they had hella yes. cinder blocks around so that to set this up yes. for some reason. Um and it's just when she falls, but her legs are like up in the air. Yeah, like she like cause she hits her head and her legs go like they like plop up and then they go back down. Which is I think that's what makes this funny because it's like it's a very unnatural way of falling. Like she falls back, hits her head, but then she kind of does like mm-hmm. a like a cartoon, like her legs go up and down. And it's like that's what gets. I think if she had just fallen, it would have been like, oh shit. But because of the leg thing, it's just like what? Okay, so Sadiq, I have a vivid, vivid memory of us at a sleepover at your house, and we were at. It was at the house when you lived in Tanglewood in the townhouse. Yeah, and. I remember watching the scene and then we like would recreate <laughs> the fall like on our sleeping bags. <laughs> then we would laugh this hard. Oh God. Like- <laughs> uh, new listeners, I promise we're not bad people and we are not trying to make light of abuse. It's just that the way they do in this show is funny. It's not good. No, but I'm sorry. I say that because we got a DM from one of our listeners that tells us we are not alone okay okay good so vivian viviana said with the utmost respect i hope you talk about how terrible this fall was <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't in poor taste i would find a gif of it gif and use it anytime i was referring to something as a flop <laughs> Which, Viviana, find that fucking gift and send it to us because I need okay. it in my life. I'm so glad we're not alone in how, like, funny that scene. Because it's, like, it's something that I've, has been funny to me since the day I saw it, as we know from the sleepover. Exactly. And I would not recreate the fall today. And in our defense, we were, like, 12. Like, we were very yes. immature, immature and stupid. Yes. I think we were mostly just, we were recreating the the, the flop of the, the flop leg. of the leg. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, like, you be Rick and I'll be, t-. no, it was like, literally, we just like kept no, falling no, no. back. <laughs> I just remember, like, Sorry. I remember, like, I think because we were obviously it was a sleepover, so we were like, we were on the ground, and so I remember, <laughs> like, if I was getting, <laughs> I was getting ready to lay down, like, on, on my sleeping bag, I was like, I was like, boom, boom, and do my <laughs> legs. <laughs> And then we'd be like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Because there's no such thing as overkill with, with tween No, girls. when you're 12 year old, like you just do the same joke over and over again. And it's, exactly. it's always funny. Yeah. Yeah. So like that fall is iconic because it's just so. And, and you know what? The, I think the fandom knows that it's a funny fall because they chose yeah. the still of her legs up in the air after she falls. <laughs> I really wish yeah. I could. Um, was that a choice of Christina Schmidt to fall like that? Or like. Well, like, I'm wondering, what? right. Because so the physics my, just don't, doesn't make sense. Like, why would she? 
fall like that. But anyway, I would, yeah. I would I would probably have to rewatch that clip a few times to really get some detail. But I feel like my guess is that they were filming that scene in different shots. So my guess is that they're like, all right, cool. Get the falling shot. Okay. Okay. Cut. All right. Let's lay down. Okay. Now we're going to get the, like the, like you just fell and hit your head. Okay. Action. Your feet fall. And so that's my kind of guess is that it just, it was the choreography of the fall was just it was it was poorly done just yeah. like as as because it's obviously like it's um it's a very intense scene and there's the fall kind of breaks up that intensity and it makes it awkward and you're like wait what what was that like yeah and and you're like wait it's cuz it, it almost the way her legs and the kind of fall shows it almost looks like physical comedy i think that's what it is that's that's what it is that's they you because it's like a slipping on the banana like what your legs go it's 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 a comical it's a way she lauren genius that's exactly what (laughs) makes it funny she doesn't fall in a way that like is like oh my god like like what i think about the other times rick and and um and Terry have been in those scenes where he has hurt her. It always looks very right. real. Like it looks like very like that is how very some intense, and like yeah. intense. Though something about the way she, the way she falls and specifically the legs in the air, it gives mm-hmm. it like kind of a slapstick comedy. Like whoop whoop. I felt yeah. it, it's, and that's what makes it like funny. And it's and it's also jarring because the tone is not that. It's a very serious yes. thing. I want to emphasize it's a very serious moment. And when this this happened, despite the fall being like kind of funny it also is really intense too because you actually see her like her head like hit like she smacks her head yeah because there's a sound effect as well Mm -hmm. like the thud of her head hitting a cinder block so it's like shit but then like the weird tonal shift of her being falling falling in that way it just kind of it takes away what could have been like a really really good scene that was like why did she fall like that why didn't anyone (sighs) i don't know i don't know but yeah so she hits her head and rick realizes like oh shit yeah 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 um so we kind of instantly there's very which i appreciate i'm glad that they did it they weren't showing it was obviously like rick was like oh shit she hit her head but they didn't they weren't showing any kind of like it's like oh my gosh like this immediate remorse and i was appreciative that that they weren't giving i guess sympathy time to rick I think like, what they did was like a moment of realism of like I think Rick realizes that he's gone too far, that like his shock right. of like shit like before you know yeah. not like hitting him her any other way was okay, but the worst that's right. happened is that she's had what a bloody lip a bruise now it's like right. you might have killed her like it's you know it's gone there yeah. and unfortunately the reality is that in a lot of abusive relationships when these things do happen it isn't necessarily. A moment of the abuser being like, I'm planning to kill you. It's they're doing the same violence that they always do. And then someone does die. Yeah. Because. Exactly. You know. Ugh. Yeah. Um, oof. But like, just like a very. I mean, this is like we. Yeah. Like basically this moment, it's like, holy shit. Like, and it's very obvious at at, at point at 
with everything, it's a very obvious moment that, like, it, this is a serious fall. Like, Terry's, she fell, and then she felt like there was no, like, movement afterward that kind of showed that she was, like, kind of, like, was injured and kind of, like, assessing. We cut to Paige um, and the rest of the group, and Paige is talking to Spinner about, she's worried about Terry. They haven't been back yet. They've been gone for a while. So she and um, Paige go looking for them um, into the forest. And she and Spinner. Yes, she and Spinner. And, uh, you know, they're just kind of chatting and kind of like, kind of a little bit of worry, but I guess in their mind, just kind of thinking about what they're arguing about or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they get, they find Rick and Rick is like kneeled down over um, Terry's body and her head is on the center block. We're kind of, we're getting this view. And um, Paige kind of yells out to Terry, like, Terry! And then Rick looks up and you see his hands are bloodied. Mm-hmm. Um, like, bloody, 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 like, from her head. <sighs> and Rick stands up and runs off. And this is when Spinner and Paige, like, rush over to Terry and this is like, I mean, I mean, like with any show, but like, there's this moment in this scene is like so fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like it's it just it like in reality, like the kind of scenes, it just like it all happens so quickly. And I think I'm trying to think of when I first watched this. I don't remember it being. I don't have. I don't remember ever thinking that it would ever like this would happen. I think it's also like jarring in the sense of like this like a moment of aggression and abuse like happened. And then this is like kind of the result of it. I don't think anyone is really expecting that. Yeah. I remember when this aired, cause it was like, mm-hmm. it was very like, I think this is the moment when Degrassi kind of grew up. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's been intense moments before we've had things like, um, Paige's sexual assault. We've had like Ellie in the cutting. We've had Marco coming. Like all these like very like memorable moments. I think this is the one where there's like a real like cause and effect thing where like mm-hmm. the other things are more like stuff that happened to people. But this is like something like, like no, we've right. seen the escalation of this over time, and this is the moment where like there's an actual. I feel like when the sh- the show kind of took on like a shift. Where, like, now it was, like, this is, like, you know, really bad things can happen to these people. You know, and th- bad things have happened to them. But, like, this is, like, something, like, someone's life is actually, like, at risk, you know? And I think it kind of sets yeah. us up for what will become later on where, like, the reality is that characters die. Things happen that, like, we – that have not happened mm-hmm. so far. But I think this is kind of the moment where, like, the show takes a turn of, like, you know. Very much so. That – even for like kids, because they are kids at the end of the day, we forget that these are still kids. Like, really bad things happen to children all the time. Yeah, and I think also it's like this is this is a very kind of they're having an adult day, I guess. Like they like they have their own car. Like they're like it's a couple's kind of group day they're out kind of like with other teens who are like you know at the ravine like it's a very much kind of like a we're having an a grown-up type of day and then all of a sudden like there's like this very serious shit that happens Mm -hmm. 
And I love what I, wonder, I love yeah. what it means to later on, and we'll get to it because an actual mm-hmm. adult is put into it. Yeah, which I think is kind of kind of adds like an interesting shift of like. I'll get into it later. Save it. You yeah. were gonna say something. Sorry. No, I was gonna say I was like kind of the same way of like I think. I think talking about it now, realizing the way that they kind of constructed this episode in the kind of like, it's like, Oh, like we have this independence day. Like we're driving, like we're kind of all by ourselves. We're having like a, like a fun day of teens by ourselves, like no parents um, kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the like the kind of event happens and then you're kind of like crippling, like, Oh my gosh, we're kids. We don't know what the fuck to do. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. We thought because we they were do, fine. Because and- they panic and, I mean, they call yeah. the ambulance and, and everything, but yeah. they are panicked of, like, shit. Like, something really serious has happened. This isn't just, like, a fun day anymore. It's, like, a, a, something really bad has exactly. happened. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you're right. They do call 911. Um, and But Terry's not waking up. She's yeah. unconscious. I think Paige um, touches her and she sees the blood, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this... And I think the act... Like, Paige, her acting was... Very good. My girl, this my girl Lauren good. Collins. She's yes. just, I want to see her in more things. What's she doing? I know. Cast Lauren I Collins know. and more shit, guys. Exactly. So we get it's after the weekend and we're at Degrassi and there's an announcement over the loudspeaker. Um Radich is mentioning the accident that happened with Terry over the weekend. Um and we're in the media immersion class and uh, snake makes the comment that uh because the event involved minors they're not able to discuss any details um about the thing that Mm -hmm. happened um and we see marco's there spinner's there page is there so people that were there are like listen we know it went down and let's name names got the details of this <laughs> and i name, and i get names. it though it's like that's their best friend and like i think spinner i think spinner especially because spinner had like an interesting dynamic with terry because remember he had a crush on her and i yeah. think there's always been that kind of like protectiveness he's had for her you I know agree. that it's like he's pissed and i get i understand what snake is doing because like you know he can't as a teacher talk about it because of like the situation because it is kids he can't like have like okay guys what do you guys think about it like he's like oh we can talk about (laughs) it in like the sense of like our feelings but i can't like right he's not a dish sesh but like i get where spinner's coming from it's like let's stop fucking like dancing around the issue like rick abused her she was a piece of shit and this is what happened yeah you know and Exactly. I get, I get where he's coming from. It's still an inappropriate outburst, but an understandable outburst. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it, sorry. Yeah. Another unintentionally funny moment. Paige is like, "Oh, I made a card," and then she just produces this giant card, which I was like, "Yes, like a full of like posters." Like I expected poster her to pull out like card. a regular card. She's like, "Oh, I have a card. You yeah. can sign it," and it's literally like a huge card with pictures of Terry. So massive. <laughs> so big so massive it's so big i was like oh okay yeah yeah it's like oh that's such a high school thing where it's like everybody signed it it's like a a massive poster it's like are you supposed to keep this we love to sign things want to sign the card want to sign my gigantic card for (laughs) Terry? uh so um we were outside school and ellie and marco are sitting down 
Um, and Sean shows up uh, and he decides to um, squeeze in between the two of them, make space for himself and sits down between the two of them and basically shoves Marco off the steps completely. <laughs> um, and Marco's like, oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll, I guess I'll head on out. Um, ooh, okay. Sorry. So Sadiq and I were talking about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, the current season that is on television right now. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? Elijah. 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 And what's her name? Uh, Alina. Elijah and Alina. Alana. Alana. <laughs> yes, Marco is him. total Elijah. I mean, fucking Elijah is. Truly, the like my favorite part of the show. Best like, friend. I'm obsessed. He's obsessed re- with Elijah. Elijah's a real and friend. Elijah, <laughs> a real friend. Elijah, Elijah, Al- Alana or Elena, and fucking Ka- Caleb, Caleb from America with his fucking droopy ass ponytail, <laughs> um, or man bun. Just, God, I, but I feel like. Their dynamic is reminding me of Sean, Marco, and Ellie in this scene. All you had to say was nine days before the night. And I was just like, yes. I yes, actually it totally is. And and and, and you is. know, protective of his girlfriend of his of his, of his female exactly. friend. Loves her. Gonna ask you the um, questions that matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I okay, so this is when I was like, wait a minute, Sean. So Sean is like you know, uh, Ellie's like, hey, like, Mark and I were just talking and hanging out. And Sean's like, oh, but I want to, you know, we don't have enough alone time. Like, we just don't have enough time alone. And I was like, motherfucking Sean is on repeat once again. This is exactly the same shit he went through with Emma. Right. And he's like, we don't have enough time alone. Listen, Ellie's got a full-on, like, full-time job, basically, <laughs> with Caitlin. She is a journalist, okay? okay? She is a journalist. She's on the she's on the beat. She's a beat reporter, okay? Yeah. And she's got she's got friends, and you know she's a popular girl. She's got things to do, places she's to be. She's got therapy, and <sighs> she's still got to take care of her drunk mom. When, like we haven't even talked about her home life. Yeah, come on now. She's the caregiver of the household. Since yeah, her dad is still in Afghanistan. Like exactly. And I was just like, damn! Like Sean, just like it's just the, it's again. It's I'm like this is something we saw before, mm. and I'm like Ellie's not like Ellie has things to do, and Emma had things to do as well. She was taking care of her family, like. It, she had a lot of things going on. Yeah. Damn, and Sean I didn't was like, well, you don't have enough time for me. Ah. And now what's happened with Ellie? I didn't even think it. about that, but you're so right. And once again, they write it like the girl is in the wrong. Yeah, you should find time for your boyfriend. It's like, I don't think Ellie is being like, you know, is there a certain level? Because I know it becomes later on, like, Marco's like, I'm like your security blanket kind right. of thing. And is that probably true? Yeah. I mean, Ellie's, we never seen Ellie being in a romantic relationship you know, right. she has her own, you know, stuff that she's dealing with. I can believe that, but I feel like then that should be treated with a little bit more sympathy. Exactly. As opposed to just like, oh, yeah, Ellie, like, why aren't you with your boyfriend? Yeah. 
And I just, I'm kind of shocked because, like, literally up until, like, maybe a few months ago, like, I was, a, like, a, a Sean apologist. I fucked, yeah. like, I, I fucked with Sean hard. Same. And I was, like, he's he's my ride or die in this show. Like, he was the he was the perfect person that <laughs> did anything wrong. He wasn't Craig. He, like, he's the hero of the day. And I'm like, damn, Sean's the most problematic out of everyone. Yeah, upon doing this rewatch with you, I'm realizing Sean is, like, actually, like, a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's Why did we love him? Why did we love, we loved Sean. And now I'm like, Sean's baby, baby, annoying. Baby, look at me, look at me. Because we, <laughs> we, we. <laughs> We want to do that to Sean's face. That's why. That's why. Because we were 13 and like, oh my God, like I could change. I can like make him like, and it's like, no, you're, you know, this guy's not like nice. The tracker on the other hand can still get it. <laughs> hey. Track. I mean, tracker's a different breed altogether. Yeah, he's different. Tracker. Uh. But also it's like, but the thing is, Emma was dating Sean so that she could fix him. So, but again, it was, it was painted as romantic Ellie and Sean are fucking like, uh, like not even trauma bonded. They're like, no, they're both they're like, Captain Save a Hose oh. because like you're damaged yes. and, and so am like, I. I'll show you my scars. Let me show you. Let, let me see yours, kind of thing. And it's, which is, hey, that's good that you guys have some things in common. You can understand each other and other in ways that other people can't. But also maybe not. That shouldn't be the initial attractiveness <laughs> that yeah. brings you to them. Yeah, maybe like, not. Mm, show me those scars. Yeah. Oh, I'll hold your hand. What'd you steal? <laughs> like, God. Would you steal a DVD player? Cool. I love DVDs. Like, yeah, just, you know, these things are just not starting out. I'm like, damn, Sean. Yeah, Sean's a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. He's so mean to Marco of all people. I'm like, Marco's literally the nicest character I in the know. show, and you're like, I know, just pushed him away. But then Ellie gets mad at him though, and she leaves too. And she's like, you're being like you're being an asshole. Which I'm like, good, exactly. At least, yeah. yeah. Thank you for giving Ellie some autonomy to be like, yeah, he, you're that's an inappropriate behavior. <laughs> yeah, <Ugh>. yeah. <sighs> so we get to the hospital. Uh, Paige and Spinner arrive with a massive card, and uh, it's just it's again th- these like little pieces of physical comedy where it's like why did why did this have to be in the scene like we're exactly. we're distracted. Thank you. It's those little things that like I think yeah they don't think about that it just ends up being funny because it's like why is she? It's not even you know her having a big card. If she had entered the hospital with a card that was big, like we got people to sign it, I think it would have been less funny. I think it's because she pulled it out. So it was like it was almost like, a, like the ribbon tricks, like ooh, it's bigger and bigger. It's like why? Yes, what? It just kept. Where there was you, more paper. Where were you keeping that? It's like clouds in a car. Like exactly. how are they having all fitting? That's funny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but they're at the hospital. Oh this God. is this is the point I was wanting to talk about, right? So mm-hmm. they see Terry's dad. And he tells them that she had a blood clot, so they have to do surgery, right? Right. And this is when he's like, I don't understand. Like, Rick, like, he's been to my house. Like, Terry was in love with this guy. I don't understand, like, what how this could have happened. And that's when Paige and Spinner reveal that Rick was abusive. And he gets upset, right. understandably. He comes mm-hmm. around later, but I think, you know, 
his only daughter is like in critical condition. Like he's, he's, he's angry and he's upset. And he's like, why didn't you tell me this? And like, we thought we could handle it. And he's like, do you still think you can handle it? Like she's in the hospital. And I like this scene because unlike other shows, I like that. Like, and I think it ties into what you're saying. It's like, oh, it's their adult, adult day out. When you're that age, you think you're grown. Like we all thought we were grown. So like stuff like this happened and you like, you forget that you're a child and like you are not equipped to handle certain stuff. And it's part of growing up, right, is that we get that opportunity to just kind of try to forge a way and trying to learn how to deal with things. But there's certain things where it's like it's out of your, you know, it's just out of your wheelhouse. You need to bring in the, the big guns, right. bring in the adults in your yeah. life to help you because you don't have this covered. Mm-hmm. And I like this because it's like it kind of is a reminder these is, these are still kids. You know, like, you know, they have right. all these like intense drama, but they are, these are still children who in their in their moment, I think, did what kids do, which is to think I can handle it. I knew he was abusive, but we talked to her and we thought it was fine until he showed up that day. Right. right? But it's like her dad should have known. The adults in her life should have known to make sure to protect her, to maybe like, we need to get a restraining order on this motherfucker. We need to do something as opposed to just like, oh, right. hey, girl. You're not with him anymore. Thank God. We could just move on with our lives. And it's like, no, it's not over. And I think it's good because, and it's why I like Degrassi, because like I said earlier, in comparison to shows like Euphoria, there are limitations. There are actual adults that step in at certain moments to either help the characters or to remind them that, hey, you are a minor and you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) And maybe you should speak to somebody who is a little bit more equipped to handle this. So I do like it. I mean, of course, like, they feel guilty, but I don't think they should necessarily. I think they just, they're kids. They just fucking did what kids do, you know? Right. And I, and I like, I like what you're saying. Like he eventually came around and kind of like, kind of mended the kind of teaching moment. Like it wasn't just like, you guys fucked up. Like, like it's, it's your, your fault. fault kind yeah. of thing. An angry parent. I like that. Cause I think it's, cause obviously this is when it comes to the previous, um, uh, domestic abusive situation we've seen between like a romantic partner was in Degrassi High with Kathleen. Mm-hmm. And that was, I believe, a one off episode. Yeah. I think it was maybe followed up briefly, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't a lot of a follow up really at all. Yeah. Um, and it was very much like an after school special like hey kids this is what an abusive relationship looks like which is good right like that's that was a that was a still good teaching moment episode but i think what was done well in this episode as well was the kind of it it almost wasn't it was a drama filled episode where it's like everyone watched Degrassi, like this is a big moment in the um in the series and like a groundbreaking one and kind of like a catalyst for many things to come. And I think rewatching it, I'm like, oh, like this is like it, the teaching moment is almost kind of sneaking up on you. Like you're not kind of like the parent was like, hey, when stuff like this happens, you need to tell an adult. Like it wasn't that blatant. It was kind of more of like, hey, like you guys thought you could handle it. And then this thing happened and it was obvious that, you know, this is something serious and like people need to be told what's going on, especially as a child in a house. Like you need to tell Mm -hmm. like when, when serious stuff is happening, people need to be told so that 
like steps can be taken in order to remedy the situation. Um, and I think it's like, it was, <clears throat> it was done in a good way and, it, and almost like a kind of like, it was done in an approachable way and like not, it wasn't super preachy or teaching like it, mm-hmm. it was very minimal and done in a way of like, Hey, we're just a teen drama. Like it wasn't like, like a kind of like, Hey kids, don't do this. Do this. Well, yeah, I think like, it definitely shows um, Degrassi's maturity because I think earlier seasons yes. it definitely is more of a a cautionary tale. They still have like the PS, like the yes. you know, um, like PSA type of feeling in early episodes. Uh-huh. I think at this point it's more like you learn, but like it's not ham fisted. It's just like right. It's just you learn that hey, maybe if you are in a situation, yeah. you should tell the person's parent or you should tell a responsible and trusted adult about what's going on instead of just thinking you can handle it because sometimes you you just can't because you're a child exactly (laughs) yeah you're a child and you're still figuring out and that's not a bad thing but yeah um but done done well Mm -hmm. um so we get to the dot uh page wait (laughs) sorry um we get a page is pulling up in the minivan she's about to drop off spinner at work at the dot and page is whining. she kind of like starts making out with spinner and spinner kind of gets like kind of is like kind of surprised by it and gets a little freaked out um and is kind of being like you know we shouldn't be doing this right now you know with terry and everything and they get into a little bit of an argument um because she she blames Spinner for um, allowing, quote-unquote, allowing Rick to come on the trip and to begin with mm-hmm. um, when they were getting ready to go. And then Spinner's like, well, you're the one that yelled at her to go after him in the woods at the ravine. So, yeah. Whose fault is it? They're both doing you the know, blame kind of game. You know what I wish this, this yeah. scene had had or what this episode had had? What? Hazel's reaction, because Hazel was the one who found Ugh. out that Terry was being abused first. Thank and she's you. she's ne- Hazel's she's completely cut out of all she's this. She's completely cut out of it. She's there, but she doesn't like. We never see Hazel react oh to any God, of this, so and right. I'm like, Hazel was the one who who knew that Terry was the first one to know that Terry was being abused, not Paige. Yeah. It makes more sense that Hazel be the one who's like maybe feeling torn up about it because she was the one who knew in the very beginning. Or even if it wasn't Hazel focused, we should have at least seen something about Hazel because Hazel literally was the one who Terry fought with at Paige's house for the same reason. And we literally don't see Hazel. It's so ridiculous. Like, yeah, it becomes a Paige thing. The fact, I mean, it truly doesn't make any sense, right? Because like we were getting there hit her and jimmy's commentary beforehand and then because jimmy was involved in like the first abusive episode mm-hmm. jimmy remember that was when they were in the same theater group together yeah they were all the same theater they group. all knew they yes. all they all played uh honestly spinner played the least role in a lot of it because we never really see spinner being with the I mean, he knows about it obviously but we don't really see spinner involved and Paige in the first one is not involved either because she kind of 
was tangential in terms of like, yeah. oh, we're just hanging out at my house and that's where the fight happens. And she comes out like, what's going on? Like, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Hazel and Jimmy are the two who were the most entrenched in because they actually witnessed Damn. it happening. And they were the ones who were like, we got your back. We got you, girl, when they break up. And when they do break up, Terry talks to Hazel about it. She's not talking to Paige. She talks to Hazel because yeah. Hazel was the one to be wow. like, leave that boy. Why are they not involved in this? <laughs> Wow. And the fact, I mean, at the very least, we didn't get a reaction of theirs the entire rest of the episode. They didn't go to the hospital either. Like, I'm surprised that we weren't getting, like, I'm surprised we weren't getting Hazel, Jimmy, Spinner, and Paige talking about everything because they were all at the fucking trip together. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Isn't that weird? It's like, and that's like, and that's where Degrassi, like, with the whole, like, we got to talk about the black characters not getting as much screen time. It's like, it almost feels like it's on purpose. Because, like, there's yeah, moments where you're like, they should, be, they should be the ones who are focal in this. Because, like, literally, they were the ones who knew about it, participated in the dynamic because they had to work together with it. Like, they, they know the most about the relationship. Why is it yeah. that Paige and Spinner are the ones that are the focus when, like, they literally, we, like, they're her friends, obviously, and, like, Paige drove them there, but, like, it feels like, it just feels it, it weird. It should be all four of them at the very It should have been all of them, for, at least. A scene or two. Mm-hmm. We should have gotten something from Hazel and Jimmy who were, like, literally. So weird. The ones who were, like, on her ass to leave him. Right. And, like, Rick Damn. Rick specifically getting in a fight with Terry at one point because she thought that something was happening with Jimmy. Like, it's, it's weird that they are the ones who are completely absent in this episode. Except playing first being yeah. in the background. Come on, Degrassi. I don't get better. it. I don't get it. Yeah. It's... it's my my hope for this fucking HBO Max Degrassi is that we get some some key people, specifically black people and people of color at the forefront Main characters getting all the fucking scenes. Who get scenes and aren't just like sidekicks, like Sean Clocked. They actually have like exactly. characterization and they they play into the plot because it is so weird that like they are not involved in this plot at all. Aside to just yes. be there at the park, they're not like in it. Outside of that, <sighs> damn, damn, <sighs> yeah, the grass. Oof. I, I literally, like, it wasn't until we started talking, I was like, oh my god, you're so right. It's so, I, I didn't realize that we started talking about it either. And I'm like, wait. I know. <laughs> make any sense. I mean, always, it's, it's only the beginning, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so also at the dot, Ellie is with Marco, and she's like, maybe I should just dump Sean. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> classic being like, oh, a problem. Let me just dump him. Um, and... <laughs> Marco suggests that she should just let him let quote let him be great for her. And I was like, Marco, I know you're being fed this line because it's a dramatic TV show, but if you were a real friend in real life, you would not be saying this. Yeah. Like Sean needs because to be okay with her having friends. Yeah. It's not like Sean is like, in my mind, I feel like Marco's like, let him be great for you. It's not like Sean is like planning this like day date, packing a picnic and, and Ellie brought Marco with her on this date. Like, it's not. (laughs) I almost wish that had been the story. I wish it had been more like Sean is trying his best to like create this, like this thing with her. And then she's, because even the stuff, oh, let's go see this movie. I'm like, 
Ellie would hate that. You don't seem to even know who she is. Like, why would you take Ellie to go see Annihilator 10? I don't know. Like, why would you take her? Like, Ellie is an artsy goth chick. Why would she be into that? But it's, like, written as, like, oh, yeah, you need to, like, let him in. It's, like, he doesn't even know her. Like, (laughs) I know. Where I'm, like, writers of Degrassi, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to stop putting on Sean. I'm going to start, writers of Degrassi, what, what was this, like, (laughs) this wool being put over our eyes? Being like, actually, Sean is the ideal man, <laughs> and we are going to defend him to the death. He is always in the right, and that never does anything wrong. And I mean, Sean is clearly a care of a favorite of the writers. Like you always tell in shows, like right. they love Sean, they love Emma, they love certain characters. So they they like always write them in like a glowing way, and it's like, but they're not being great right now. Like Sean is not <laughs> doing anything that's really like deep. <laughs> Somehow, somehow, out of, out of all the like, out of all the thieves of Degrassi, Degrassi is or Sean is the uh, is the good one. He's he's the good thief. Yeah, he has a moral complex. Like Jay's but it's bad, like, but, but you like, fucking Sean is girlfriend's bad. like. <laughs> you, you stole your girl, your ex girlfriend's stepdad's cancer computer. <laughs> How are you the good thief? You are rotted to the core. You fucking rot like Sean. Yeah. How is how is he getting a good edit? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. How how are we so blind in our youth? We were so blind. We were still like, yeah, Sean's like actually good for Ellie. It's like, and the thing is, I like the cap. I like the coupling because it's like even though we talked shit on it, I'm I like, like them later. I do on. like them later At least on. I think so. I think it's. I think we'll so. see. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's true. I don't know what's true anymore. I I think like I liked them and I think I still kind of like them, but I wish they had just been written differently. I wish that like we would have actually seen Sean giving a fuck and putting effort into the relationship to justify why it's shitty that she like won't give him a chance. That would have been interesting to be like, Ellie's broken and she like is scared to get close to someone. He literally is like, yeah, come hang out with Jay and Alex and let's watch an action flick together. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like what? You he literally pushes Marco off of a step with his butt, and we're supposed to be like, yeah, Sean is good for her. Goals. Goals. <laughs> yikes! Oh my Big God. yikes! Listener, let us know. Are like, are you coming to terms with this in your adulthood too? Like, are Sneak and I just like, are we being petty? I mean, I, mean, I don't I think, think we I are. Think we're get, but, I think we have rose-colored glasses of the show. It's kind of like when I tweeted about the Manny being like the bad bitch. A few people quote tweeted to be like, reminder that Cassie still was 15 when they like sexualized her. And I'm like, true. I didn't think of <laughs> yes, when I was true. I'm thinking of myself being 13 and seeing that and being like, oh, she what? And not remembering like, that was weird. You know, it's like yeah. revisiting this. And this is why it's so important to revisit the stuff in your childhood because you do realize certain things are just like not good. <laughs> Yes. But I guess it's like, but that's, that's kind of the, also the thing as well is like the, the weirdness of kind of looking back on as an adult, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird that they were making these teenagers do this. But the way that it's portrayed and viewed, it's like, that's when you think about like the way that Cassie Steele or Manny was like, she had her, like her hot girl moment, like that's how we perceive this person in school as well. It's really weird it's, looking back on as adults that's that true. she's sexualized in the way. Yeah. But again, it's 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 not really justified, but it's like kind of it's like, oh, like like when teens are watching it, then it's like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that's 
like that's why it resonated because it yeah. felt like even though like when you take it out of the context of like this is still an underage girl and adults right. are making this as a viewer who is the target demographic it's like yeah that when she if show if a girl showed up in school like that it would we'd all be staring at her because it'd be like oh my god like, it would right. be that like and that's just it's a it's a it's a it's a very fine line between like exploitation and just like mm-hmm. trying to show realistic portrayals of teens. So it's like exactly. I get where the, the people who pointed that out. I definitely am not like oh man fuck you for ruining the fun. It's like no you true no, right yeah. you right but like it's complicated. Exactly. Both can be true at the same. Both time. Both can be true at the same time. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, there's also the scene. Um, yeah, with um, we're at school and Rick shows up to get his shit from school because he's leaving. <laughs> Sorry, his mother. If you if you have not watched number one, if you have not watched this episode in a long time, we suggest the rewatch because you need to give us your commentary on that fucking fall and this other scene. Rick's mother and the way she's speaking. What like, accent is that? I don't know. Um, so Rick is outside in the car. Spinner confronts him and is like about to beat his ass. I wish he had. <laughs> I wish he would have let him. Someone needs to hit Rick. I'm sorry. Like, please, just once. Please, he needs to be hit once in the glasses. So, hit him with the glasses on. Good. <laughs> his mom comes out. Oh, uh, he's she sounds okay. So her accent. It's not Canadian. Listener, let us know. Is this a specific Canadian accent? I don't know. It doesn't sound Canadian. It sounds like a stage voice. It's like she's like, <laughs> let him go, she's like, my son. <laughs> leave him let him go it's like what does she still think she's crossing the boards of stratford so what, what did he say that's true listen rick did let us know stop he it he did let us know um she's like stay away from him both of you both it's of like, you what the fuck is this both of you leave him leave him i say Oh, oh! This is I, this is what it reminds me. Okay, remember, speaking of Home Alone again, <laughs> the pigeon lady. <laughs> a, a a pigeon lady who lives in Central Park, New York City. Um, I don't. I don't know where to place her accent. Um, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> she was like, she's like, um, like. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Like it was, it was just always so. It was so like I'm like this woman is on the streets. Where is where is this accent coming from? She's living with birds all day. She would not sound like this. Yeah, her accent is very interesting. Both of you leave him, mm. and she like. Pulls him away. It's very much that. And like Paige stops him and, and then Spinner cries because he's like, you know, I'm violent like him. And I'm it's just like, like him. Like, no, you're not. Like, no, actually, it's justified pummeling, actually. Yeah. You should, no, it's I think. a little bit different. It's a little bit different. He just beats girls up. You are beating the abuser. I think you should do it. It's like punching Nazis. Like, oh, no, punch him. <laughs> Hit him harder. Exactly. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> Um, but it was cute. It's like a little cute moment. It's like it's like oh, Spinner. It's like you know it'd been great. A scene with Hazel and Jimmy, but just saying, Jimmy fucking him up would have actually been like 
Just, yeah. Just, just it would maids would it attract. Would yeah, but nope. Gotta give the white characters more things to do and let the black characters just we'll shuck and jive out. in the background. We love to see. <laughs> what did Hazel get? To kiss Toby. That's what she got. <laughs> she she watches porn and kisses Toby. <laughs> she has no character. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. Ugh. So we get to Ellie in the hallway and she confronts slash apologizes to Sean. And I gave two checks for this scene because I was like, hey, this is is good, good demonstration of what communication is necessary when there are problems. Mm. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like classic high school. Like you have just like broken up because you like... Sean wants to do this. You want to do that. You would have just broken up. But instead, they were like, hey, um, you know, I'm, what did they say? They're like, oh, you know, this is my first kind of relationship. I don't really know how this works. Um, you know, and um, Sean goes, don't worry. If you don't know something, just ask me. And it's like, sir, how? Yeah, you're 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 flawless. The great communicator. Writer. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> so, okay, Sean, Sean who punches okay. the locker next to his ex-girlfriend's head. Interesting how Rick is an abuser, but like Sean is never called out for stuff like that. Like um, weird. And got drunk at the homemade sushi night. Yeah, the car- the writers love Sean. Like, he does shit that like, this is, like, not cute. And we're just like, oh, my God, I can fix him. Uh, like, why is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, like, really, like, really I'm going to be it. up all night thinking about how we romanticize Sean. I mean, now I'm like, I'm like, why don't we want to think about all the other problematic people I was, like, crushing hard on? That are going to show up later on that we're going to be like, yay! I mean, Peter... I mean, it like like Troy said he was on the podcast where it's like Troy like um Peter would ruin my credit. Yeah, you know what like, it is like he would ruin my life. I'm you know I like that Degrassi. I think it's okay having a, a character have a redemption arc, like have him be shitty and then make him better. Like that happens, and I think it's especially important in teen television to remind kids that like people can change because you're young and people change. That's good, but I think at the and it's fine to have flawed characters. I'm not saying every character needs to be like a saint in a show, but it's all about right. framing. And I think that yes. it's the issue is the framing of Sean. It's not that Sean is shitty; yes. is that it's yes, he's yes, yes. framed as like actually not being that bad. It's like oh, I don't. But he is. But he is like. <laughs> but you actually look at it, you're like he's actually not a great minute. person at all, and he should be framed in this way at all. I think we should still be like, hey, this guy. You know, and, and he should be allowed to redeem himself, which he does. We are allowed to see Sean be yes. better, and I think that's good. But the way it's yes. being framed right now, it's like, oh, Sean is like, I mean, Emma shouldn't have been taking her time to take care of her sick dad. <laughs> she should have been blowing Sean in the ravine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm ready for this Sean journey. I'm, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Um. I feel like Sean is going to, like, come off as super shitty. And, like, Jay, I mean, maybe Jay won't be that bad. I mean, Jay is going to be become a, a, a character, like, a favorite in the show. But at least he gets to redeem himself. That's the thing. It's like, 
Jay isn't being portrayed right now as like, oh, he's actually cool. Like, no, he's a villain for a long time. And then we get to see him do something that is like, well, do right. we? I don't even know. I think they just decided one day that Jay I is think, nice. Like, later, later, later. Yeah. Progress, we kind of see him be like a good guy. But like. Right. I, get, I don't know. The grassy is problematic. <laughs> <sighs> uh, th- that's why I'm kind of excited, like for like the later, like in next class. I'm like, oh, maybe they've like revamped, and like maybe their their good guys are a little bit more good and less problematic in reality. You know? I mean, I don't know. It's it's just it always boils down to the framing. I like a good problematic character, but like they need to be called out on their shit. I think that's like it's, it's it, they need to earn their their good karma. You know, when they just yes. like are just things just they don't get touched by anything. It's kind of like mm-hmm. why is there no consequences for this really shitty person? But yeah, Ellie's like, hey gr- hey girl, let's let's be together again, and then they kiss. <sighs> so romantic. Yeah. So we get back to the hospital and Terry's dad updates Paige and Spinner uh, about Terry's progress. Um, she's still she's still asleep, but, um, you know, she made it through surgery. Um, he also apologizes for kind of going off on them earlier, um, which is good. I like that because I think they kind of bridge that gap of like, hey, even though the adults that you need to contact may be angry, like they're there for the help like it's it's kind of mended that situation yeah which they're I there was for good. you and he reminds them they yes. were good friends to terry yes yeah. exactly and then then both of them a page kind of admits for the both of them that they you know he was right that they admit that they should have said something um when they first noticed it which i thought was good it was kind of like that's the kind of like sneaking up teaching moment mm-hmm. where it's like Oh, like you see something, say something. It is it is cool to say something, see something, say something, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like normally it's like, oh, we're we're too cool to like tell. Yeah. You know. But I thought that was I thought that was good, and it was like it. It was a nice wrap up. Um. To such a, it felt like it was like, you know, positive things could be happening. It's not super dark yet. Yeah. Or like, there's a kind of hope i guess at the end yeah yeah and that ends the episode mm. what a what Oof. a iconic degrassi moment um i know a lot to talk about but um i think all necessary um what was the song yeah. you chose for this one <sighs> I, um i was like i was i was in my feelings about sean and I was also being like, fuck Rick, y'all need to get your shit together when it comes to having relationships with people and y'all are toxic. So I chose Toxic by Britney Spears. Ooh, good. Because it's a bop. Guess, it needs to be added to the playlist. Guess what? What? I also chose a Britney Spears song. Oh, Not Toxic, yes. though, but I did choose a Britney song. Um, I what chose Every Time by Britney Spears. <gasps> Because Ooh, it's like a hauntingly good ballad. I love that song so much. And it's the video when she's like in the hospital, right? So if you think of like Terry, it's like dreamy. So maybe yeah. like Terry's like weird like coma dreams kind of thing. And also like it's like a really sad song because it's yeah, about it's like dark and sad. loving someone who like 
like I feel like it implies that the relationship is like not good, but they like love them anyway and they want them so bad. And I feel like that's very much oh, Terry shit. and Rick. Um Ooh. Yeah, but I, I chose that. I love we both chose a Britney song. Yay! Yes. I love when the when those it. when it we align. It's so good. Um the stars are blind. They do. Um and the stars are blind. <laughs> That's hot. I love that song. Sorry. People see the song shit. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Um, it is a motherfucking bop. But that's our episode. Next week, we're going to be back for another two-header. Um, not a part one, part two, but just two episodes because we do have time. And it yeah. is one of my favorites, Rock and Roll High School. And it's raining, man. Um, in Rock and Roll High School, Craig's band, downtown, downtown. It's hard to say that. Downtown Sasquatch. It is. Da- they didn't think about that. There we go. Like, downtown Sasquatch goes it's up against. Roll off the tongue. doesn't. Goes up against Ashley's Hell Hath No Fury for a chance to win a recording session. The battle of the bands quickly turns personal when Ashley writes an angry song about how Craig broke her heart. Meanwhile, Caitlin gets a crash course in parenting when she must care for Joey and Angie after he injures his back, with Angie constantly giving her a hard time. And in It's Raining Men, Marco is prepared to go on his first date since becoming since coming out of the closet and sets his sights on Dylan. <sighs> Nervous about the evening, he turns to Spinner for help. Meanwhile, JT hosts a party after he stars in a commercial for French fries. Oh, no. I deserve never that fucking commercial. However, the feedback is less than stellar due to the rather cheesy nature of it. I just remembered the commercial JT is in, and it's very cringe. Um, very much so. Oh, okay. This is our first introduction into Dylan. Like, Face to face? No, no we, it's not. we met Dylan when Marcus... when Marco came out. There was like that flirtation, but the date they're starting to date right. now, right? But this is like their first mm-hmm. like interaction, like talking a lot, like they're actually like really like together, <gasps> you know, which I'm very excited about. And um, like we said about redemption arcs of shitty characters, Spinner is the one who helps Marco out on his date. So it's like characters, people can change; they can come back. Um, That's true, you know. Um, oh, I'm so excited. Y'all keep listening because we have – how many – we have one of our recorded yeah, episodes. The season. Mm-hmm. There's like only one, two, three, four, five episodes left in the season, which means like three more episodes of this podcast mm-hmm. before we move on to season four. That's insane, yo. And fucking season four. Season oh, my God. fucking four. Four of Degrassi, which is like I think one of the best. Because what happens in season four? Oh, the the you know what yep. happens in season four? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm like scrolling Forever through. Changed. Oh yeah. Time stands still is the episode. Oh yes, I just got chills. Yes. Yeah. Mm, okay. Like we are in the era of Rick. So. Ooh. Also, we get the Ravine episode. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, and the bipolar episode. Yep, oh like shit! It's all that's coming. all in season four. Yeah, because yeah. I think also like Sean and this is Sean and Ellie time. So, but you know what else is in this season? Oh what? Jay and Silent Bob. Oh god. <laughs> oh dear, listener, let us know. 
What are your thoughts on Jane's? I feel like there's a collective Kevin Smith, fandom. The cause for Joey and Caitlin breaking up is in this. <laughs> the most pointless. The most pointless thing ever. Yeah, I'm not looking for. I hate these. Episodes. What is no listener? Are you is do you, do you feel the same way we do? Like, is it why? That's the question I have. Why? Ooh, the also the teacher. Yeah relationships and damn they did a lot in season four i'm like i thought that was later wait wait like mr o yes that's season four. Oh shit <laughs> i'm dead i'm oh, dying shit this all i'm like four. i'm buzzing right now like i'm literally like i'm like hovering above my body right now yeah i for damn i forgot how stacked season four was but it's stacked yeah. with like all of like the most like what like happened in one oh, scene. I, I thought know. that was all like because this was this out. is basically when all the characters like they're like all right turn up to full. This volume. is when it like, starts going like euphoria round. I'm just like oh shit like things are getting wild. <laughs> <laughs> like there's less and less adult intervention in these. Ep- they're they're like yeah who who cares? The kids are the kids are gonna be kids. Kids are gonna be it's sucking dick and getting gonorrhea this season. Can't wait. <laughs> Yes, like there's like there's like consequences, but then the parents are like very minimally involved. I feel like the parents exist to I be like... shocked, <laughs> like their children. Do like, <gasps> yeah, basically. you did what? Um. Anyway, yeah. So keep listening because we are in for like some great, great, great episodes. Um. Anything else you want to share? No, yeah, send us all your thoughts. Send us your thoughts about the Degrassi reboot. We'd love to hear about. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do a poll on our Instagram. Um, tell us what you think about the episode that we did today. And yeah, what are your thoughts on Sean? I need to know. Yeah, I need more. We do have to do a couple polls this week. Sean, Silent Bob, the, the, what, what, a, I just said something getting there's sean Jayden. oh the grassy reboot yeah jane's yeah, Alan bob yeah i can't wait to hear mm-hmm. that um but yeah um what about you keep listening and as always we'll catch you later broomheads bye broomheads